When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I also have to remember my dice. Okay, they're here. You have your dice? You got your dice? Everyone has uh... I had so much to get ready. We started. I was like, where are my dice? <laughs> <laughs> the one thing like you need fill the air while i go search for these things you gotta have dice um better open mine as well there we go all right <clears throat> we are f- uh, p- uh, d- pursuing fourth everybody so get ready it's uh it's the big return after a week away uh, for a lot of us anyway at least for three of us we have no idea what to expect today so let's start it off right it all begins in three two one Hello, everybody, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons, episode 30. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. Episode 30 of There Will Be Dungeons. It is our 30th session, 30th week, uh, give or take a couple of weeks that we were gone, where we are in the middle of a huge adventure given to us on a big silver platter by our DM, Bo Schwartz. We'll get to all of that in a second. But before we go too much further, why, I think there's an email I'd like to read. And I probably should ask real quick, um, do we, since you guys weren't here, you guys were in New York, Kristen, do you, did you even write a thing or what do we do? I don't know how John's we... taking it. John no, was gracious enough to be like, I don't no, want you guys spoiled, so take, so can I take Okay, so John will take I, it. I, I told him not to do it. Oh, so he's not oh. doing it at all now. So yeah. There's so, no recap. Oh. He told me after I wrote it, but oh. he did not. This is intense. <laughs> I, I really... So, it was written. Yeah. So John did write one. <laughs> yeah. But it's just for me. All right. It's for you and you and you alone. Well, maybe one day we'll auction that off. I do have a quick email to read from Dan, who wrote into the show. He found our address and all of our information over at therewillbedungeons.com. You're encouraged to do the same. Dan says, I've been a DM for over a decade and a D&D player for much longer than that. I love the fun that comes from a well-run campaign. And I have to say, your campaign is a riot to listen to. More than once, I caught myself uh, alternating between laughing and shaking my head as you all stumble through the world. It's hilarious how often my own players do exactly what I don't expect or miss something that I thought they would be incredibly obvious. You all make it look so good. Bo does an incredible job of rolling with the antics and the players, or antics of the players rather, and creating a story that is both surprising and engaging. The huge personalities of each of the characters and the NPCs make this one of the best D&D podcasts there is. So, thank you all for inspiring me to make my campaigns better and bring more and more people into the fold of D&D. There, too, may be episodes in the future. Uh, oh, I'm an idiot. Here, here's to more episodes in the future. There, too, may be. 
Uh, thanks again for all the fun, says Dan. Well, Dan, thank you very much. It's very nice of you to say so. And I got to say, after a week off, I have been dying to get back into uh, the scrum here. So uh, very excited about that. So instead of passing it over to, to Kristen, we'll do that next week. Instead, I guess I just hand it over to Bo, which makes me super nervous. I don't know why he won't tell us what happened. I'm terrified. We didn't listen because you told us not to, so we don't know. Bring up the music. Oh, we got to do that. Hold on. Uh, wait, I gotta find the thing. Okay, here you go. Big finish, big finish. All right, Bo, it's all yours. All right, Scott. Yeah. I mean, Nash Maggard, we'll start with you. <laughs> oh, no. When, when last we left off, the party was uh, had set up camp around the Fate Four. And it set up a series of watches. And you had fallen asleep at this time. Mm-hmm. The sleep was fitful. And you had many strange dreams. But none stranger than when these disembodied hands begin coming out of nebulous cloud of nowhere and begin trying to grab at you. Many hands enveloped you and pushed you and attempt to hold you. And one of them reached out from the clouds and covered your mouth. And you tried to scream, but you couldn't. As other hands grabbed the rest of your body and drug you down into the earth. In a dream or for real? In a dream. Okay. But you don't know it's a dream. We know when you're dreaming. You don't really know. Yeah, you don't really know. know, It's a fitful dream. And then all of a sudden you spring awake. The world sort of snaps into focus around you. You were standing up. You're in the Fate Four. You look around and see the surroundings of the Fate Four. It's nighttime. Okay. okay. Dark out, except for the glow of the moon reflecting off surfaces through the window. And you're awake. Okay. Do I have a sense that time has passed or anything? Or is it just like I woke up from this thing? You were definitely had... asleep, but you're in that haze of, oh, I'm sleeping and I'm awake. Um, wow. Uh, I'm going to ask who's around. Uh, Stanley. Are you saying something? Yeah, I'm going to go, Stanley, Varel, anybody, hope. You don't hear it. You wait for a moment for a response and hear nothing. I hear nothing? Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, Nobody's there. No bok bok, nothing? (laughs) No bok bok. In fact, it's eerily quiet, except for the sounds of uh, like a little bit of wind blowing through one of the cracks of the windows. And you hear nothing. Okay. Um, I'm going to lean down and peer out of one of the windows and just see if I can see anything out there. You go to lean down and yeah. find that you can't lean. Can't lean? I can't move? You attempt to make another movement and you can't move. This is the sound I make. Like that. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't move. Wow. I can't turn my head. I can't do anything. I can talk, though, right? You try to turn your head, and you seem able to do it. You speak, and words do pour forth, cutting the silence. As you go, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, well, I'm going to yell Stanley's name this time. Okay. I'm gonna go. You yell out Stanley's name. Yeah. You yell, and I've been I've been practicing. Everyone, 
Stanley! There you go. <laughs> oh, you turned away from the mic. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Um, and you hear, Stanley! Stanley! Echo off. Okay. Oh, man. I had no idea this was going to start with me. This is a bummer. Um, I don't know what to do. Can I do anything? If I can't move, I can't. I mean, what am I supposed to do? You might investigate why you can't move. All right, well, let's investigate why I can't move. Okay. So you, you look down, and you notice that you're tied to the workbench. Okay. There's ropes around your waist and arms uh, attached to the, the workbench, and as well, like, your legs are also fastened, and you've been sleeping standing up tied to the workbench. Oh, so I'm... St- I'm- when you you're say, tied down. You can't move your arms. You can't move your legs. You realize that you've been in your sleep. You've been tied to the workbench. So I'm strapped to a workbench that is now sitting up, so that I'm standing. Yeah. Okay. You're you're, you're tied to it. Okay. And this um, is why you can't move. And these are ropes, are they? That Rope. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um. Is my staff visible anywhere? Uh, you see the staff. You had laid down to rest sort of on the floor a little bit towards the front side. You see the staff lying on the ground there. Okay. Wow. Um, I can turn into a dragon and tear this all apart. Is that where you're trying to get me to go? I'm not trying to get you to do anything. Keep in mind that your dragon form is quite large, may damage the fate four. That yeah. thought enters your mind. This is the voice of your conscience speaking, <laughs> going, I could turn into a dragon, but no, I may break the fate four, and we need it to travel. Well, it's the only spell or action I have that isn't, uh, you know, that would do anything. Everything else is my hands are required, or, you know. The only hint I'll give you is A, that's not true, and B, well, if that's the case, then, you know, you can just stay there as long as you like. <laughs> it's not true, you say. Mm-hmm. All right, hold I mean, on. you can try to break open the ropes and do something with the ropes. All right, I'd like to struggle and see if that loosens things at all. <laughs> I'm going to use okay. my power. Right, let's my... make a struggle check, please. Okay, uh, what do you roll for struggle? That's would... a d20, okay. and add your strength be? modifier to it, please. Which I don't have any, so 11. Okay. You struggle against the ropes, and they feel like they're tightened, and now one begins to pinch your right arm a little bit circulation your like limbs feel heavy from standing in place a long time and it sort of tightens it and makes it feel worse you don't feel very comfortable okay um are my feet also tied my legs down they low okay. they're tied at the they're tied at the your ankles mm-hmm. and they're tied like it's sort of at your waist that you're tied uh, uh, as well You say I have a way to do this. I don't know what it is. Well, maybe know. we'll let you think about that for a while. And yeah, let me. Yeah, let me. <laughs> I'm gonna stand in my prone standing position while yeah, you go. Get back elsewhere. to me if an idea. Yeah, comes give it back to me. All right. So, um, hope and Varel, in fact, as well. I'm gonna describe a dream to you that you. You don't your characters don't realize they shared, but just for the efficiency of time, we'll describe it together. Um, 
in this dream, uh, you are on the Fate 4. And you begin to feel that something, something magical and something exciting is calling towards you. And you're compelled to move towards it. And, and as you leave the area of the Fate 4, you walk out into the desert. This swirling eddy of golden sand appears in the night sky. And then the night turns to day. And all of a sudden, in an instant, there's sun everywhere. And the desert looks beautiful. It doesn't look terrifying or um, uh, what's the word? apathetic to your existence. It looks, it looks warm and enveloping. And this eddy of sand swirls before you. Now, you don't see each other in this dream. This is each you're having this unique this dream that you think is unique to you. And the eddy of golden sand turns into a yellow brick road before you. And then on the horizon, you see a great... A great, um, you know, looking building. It's 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 got these rounded tops, kind of like a kind of like a mosque, a little bit, sort of off in the distance. Looks rich, golden, shines, and with great warmth and enthusiasm, you proceed down this golden road, this yellow brick road, and you feel like you're floating, like your legs are barely walking, and that you're just floating. You feel the sense of desire to see what's beyond in, in this in this mosque-like castle, and as you float down, it moves closer and closer. There's a there's a retinue of of what look like guards and courtesans, and they welcome you. It's the great hope, or it's the great Varel welcome. Please proceed to our lord's chamber. And as you float through with great excitement and see the fanfare, trumpets go off, and, and confetti gets thrown out, you move into this large castle area, and then you're brought forward uh, to this room with a giant set of stairs. And um, attendants come and take away your baggage, like your belongings, to stow them in a place that is you know, safe. Uh, you get sat in a chair and dust brushed off your, your face, and it's just you're clean instantly. Ping, and you feel as great as you've ever been. And even URL, this isn't something a typical treatment that you would find appealing, but somehow this is a magical and positive experience, and you're feeling good about it. And as you enter the room, uh, as you walk up, the, you're bidden to walk up the stairs, and of course you want to walk up the stairs. You walk up the stairs, and then you enter into this room that has a giant door and an archway and as you pass through the doorway you enter into this lovely bedroom it's a giant bed like double king size there's a there are tables full of food and attendants who have brought sweet berries and fresh mutton and there's a big large window and you can see the landscape of the desert out there and on the bed uh hope you see an attractive tiefling man and you see Varel and Bok Bok lying in bed with this attractive tiefling man. They're just lounging in the bed, nude. And, and, <laughs> and Varel, when you walk in, you see a very, very enticing lizard folk woman lying in bed with Hope and with Bok Bok. And they're, 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 they're not clothed, but nothing, you know, no one's getting busy. So they look comfortable. They're eating. Attendants are feeding them. And as each of you have this sort of version of your dream, you, you just immediately are filled with, flush with sexual desire, 
and move into the bed. And Jeez, you begin this is to... so much better than uh, zombie hands in the dark, but keep going. <laughs> Maybe if the thing hadn't fallen off, you two could be part of this. Yeah, and then, so. and then uh, like Hope, as you enter the bed, you know, put you, as, you, as you kneel down and get in, you put your hand through the tiefling's hair, and Varel also comes up and begins caressing the tiefling man, and Bok Bok as well, and there's this, you know, not quite at sex, just this, this cuddling that's happening, this, this, this intense cuddling. And same with you, Varel. Uh, you see uh, the lizard folk woman. You, 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 your walk is a little bit more straight, so you just enter straight into the bed and and begin. You know, you can you begin caressing lovingly the lizard folk woman. Not necessarily. I don't know if that's a lizard folk thing, but this is what you're doing, and you're enjoying it in this dream. And hope is there, and so is Bok Bok, and they're doing the same thing. And and there's this kind of this, you know, this this major cuddling that's going on. And it seems to last for eternity. And then all of a sudden the ground falls away. And you feel as if you're being pulled down and ripped away from the most comfortable you've ever been in your life. The most happy in this dream. And you hear this loud shriek. <laughs> as you fall into a giant pit and, and, and streaks of black light shoot by you. And, and you fall, you fall. And And then you come to, and you're in, you're you look around for a moment. You both uh, hope you look to your right, Varel. You look to your left, and you see one another. You're both lying on your back on a wet, muddy cave floor. You 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 look around, and you see that you're in a larger room. I'm gonna check. I still have all of my things, right? My you have all you, um, you have all the things you had when you okay. had left camp last episode. So if you had all your belongings, then you have it all, yeah. And you sort of look, and, and the place is musty, has a very heavy smell. You look around, and you look past. You look to the right, and you see that you're in this large cavernous area. There are stalactites and stalagmites, you know, on the top and bottom. What's a stalag? Stalactites and stalagmites. Oh, there you go. Stalagmites. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. You notice that this cavernous room is that you're on a beach and that there's a lake, but it's not a lake of water. It's a lake of oil and sand, and it sort of moves disconcertingly. And it's thick, black, and viscous. And you hear the dripping of oil from the ceiling to the ground. Whoop, 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 as it, as it drops and splashes down. And on this beach, to the right, you see a giant mound of bones, of human skulls, of, of you know, tibias and things of that nature, <laughs> femurs, <laughs> all kinds of bones in this pile of bones. And you look to the left and you see a hut, and you see a small fire, and over top of it is a cauldron, and a table with chairs. You also see Stanley on his knees, head down, looking at his hands, kind of motionless. And near him, there is a giant mound of pink flesh. And as you wake up and try to make out what this flesh mound is, you see that it ha it's, it's like if you took a fat man's body and attached it to a tardigrade's body. You guys know what a tardigrade is? No. A tardigrade is um well Google the image. 
Okay. It'll be gross, but Google it. It's a small organ. It's the smallest known organism that can survive in space from Earth, but it has. If you think like a centaur, like a, a fat human bald man's body. Oh. With, with a tardigrade's bottom half. Right. Okay. And the skin is flesh like fleshy and wrinkly like a worm, like they're little spaces, like an earthworm. And then on the back of it, it has this tail, and on the back there's this face of a woman on the tail. Looking like something out of John Carpenter movie. And 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 there's a big hole in it and there's giant it's bleeding, but its blood is pink and fleshy. And there's a big hole in the center of its body, and it seems like you're looking at this, what I've just described, but as if it was a balloon and deflated like 50%. And it's just lying as a corpse on the ground near Stanley. Wow. That's what you see. <coughs> you also then notice Bok Bok's near Stanley, too. He's talking. He's going... Stanley? Ralph, what's going on? I, I try to push what's myself up on? against the wall and get my bearings and stand up. I'll stand up as well, very shakily. This is not where I fell asleep. As you rub your eyes, you notice also Tedna getting up off the ground and doing the same thing as you, like, waking up from, from something. We're all here? I, it, I look for Nash. Uh, you don't see Nash anywhere. Not Nash? Even, not even Nash does. <laughs> uh... Stanley, have you felled that great foe all on your own? And I'll begin moving towards him. Okay. As you begin moving, um, you hear a giant splash! And you look back and you see a stalagmite, is the one from the top? Uh, as it cracks from the top of the ceiling and falls down, hits the oil lake, psh, makes a giant splash. And the splash jumps up onto the beach and covers everyone in oil and sand. All of you. Uh, it's heavy. Wiping it off. As you start wiping, um, you begin feeling the earth beneath you sway. Very I'll uncomfortably. start jogging away. Okay. Do you know... Uh, yeah, so you look around for the direction of away. Um, That's like Stanley. Away from the beach. Stanley. The Stanley's near the beach. Oh, <laughs> he's close yeah. to the beach. Yeah, the, all this, the bone, the, the pile of bones, the huts, the table, the cauldron, it's all near the beach. Oh. Did the uh, fireplace get splashed with oil? Uh, it did. And it made a little whoosh as, as it, you know, consumed some of the oil. But, like, the splash was not a full-on splash. It was like a, you know, driving by with a puddle splash. So it's... A spray. Uh, spray, kind of, where yeah. you're at. Yeah. Um, I will. The spray of the oil would have been enough to kind of make me more aware, and I'm gonna just look up and see the two of them up and moving, and realize what's going on, and just yo, know, we have to go. Yeah, and, and as if on that note, ominously, you hear and the shaking intensifies a bit. Can I get everyone to make a dexterity save, please? 13. 17. Uh, fifth, wait a minute. Dexterity? 19. 
I don't. I think you're safe, Scott. No, she oh, I'm not there. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but if you did, you get advantage because you're tied to a post. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Okay, so everyone's sort of, you know, um, I'm gonna roll for characters. Okay, box box slips. <laughs> the crowd shaking. He goes, ah, and he just falls on his butt. He sort of lands on his butt. The shaking is still sort of the swaying of the earth beneath you is continuing. I'm gonna get up with a wince and just start running and just say, we have to go, move. Yeah, and, and so as you say that as well, a piece of the side of the cavern sort of breaks open and a jet of oil shoots out into the lake. And a loud noise begins filling the room as like there's now this sort of like geyser shooting out of the wall where there's oil, just oil sand coming out. As I pass them, I'm going to just say, follow me, I'll show you the way out. And then I'll yell, lemon tree, lemon tree. <laughs> As you yell lemon tree, uh, okay, you yell lemon tree. All right, can I get everyone to make initiative rolls, please? Eighteen. Fifteen. Nineteen. Right, Eighteen, fifteen, and nineteen. All right, let me make some for me. Um, or Bok Bok, you're not rolling good. Okay, so this is what's going to happen. You're now going to begin running. We're not going to do turns and turn orders, but you're going to sort of declare your actions, and we're going to resolve them together. Okay, and then another part of the turn will happen. So, um, Stanley, you're moving towards... Uh, so, as Stanley points to run, you notice that there's a there's a hill in the back, away from the beach, and it sort of funnels into this doorway about 120 feet from where you guys are now. And that's where Stanley begins running to. So Stanley, you're running towards the door? Yeah. So that's use of a dash action. So you're going to move 60 feet this turn towards, yeah. the, towards the door, which is 120 feet away. Okay. Hope and Pharrell. You're still in a, the days of waking up. It's been mere seconds, and you're being told to run, and structurally doesn't look very sound around you. All right, I will grab uh, a slick box box foot, and however many feet that costs me to get to him, grab his foot and run after Stanley. Are you carrying him then? You're lifting him up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if, if he, he fell on his fell on his butt, I will grab his leg as it's down, and kind of as we run, sort of lift him up because he's got to be <laughs> what, like sixty pounds, seventy? He's not too bad. Yeah, no, you can lift him quite easily. We don't have to roll for this. He, he doesn't resist you, so yeah. yeah. So a little bit of a, you know. A, a swinging action to bring him up around onto my shoulder with butt facing forward and start right, so that, that'll cost you 20 feet of movement cool so you're, you'll be 40 towards the door if you pick him up and make your way towards the door Kristen um... cool I'll grab Tedna's arm and then start running in mm -hmm. the same direction <laughs> okay he's on the way so you can pick him up as you go move the full 60 feet so Varel you've got Bok Bok and you're grabbing um, Tedna's arm, like where, like yeah, his hand like his or wrist, his forearm, so his wrist. Trips or something, like a I child. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and as you say, uh, lemon tree, lemon tree. Um, a cat materializes out of nowhere, and you see uh, buttons. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you see buttons appear and go. Yes, yes, I think a lemon tree is appropriate. It's time to go. And then he goes into cat mode. And he just goes, poof, starts taking off, and he, uh, he gets a little farther than you guys. So let's say um, I'm just doing 
little bit of an update because this was Stanley. This was Varel. This was Hope. Okay. And so that would mean Bok Bok is at 40. And Tedna, let's say, is at 60. So there's 60 more feet between most of you and the door, except for Varel. And uh, Buttons is way ahead. Okay. Okay, perfect. So now what I want each of you to do is to roll a d20 for me. You will want to avoid rolling a 1 or a 19. Well, I rolled a 1. Okay, 11. <laughs> okay. So thanks for 12. telling me what not to roll. Kristen? Exactly what it went to. Kristen? 12. 12, okay. Um, so I'm also going to roll for um, the other two and buttons. <clears throat> okay, so we rolled a 1. So basically, uh, as the as the room begins crumbling around you, you'll with each move you're also going to roll an event die, which you're going to get progressively hard, like harder to dodge. Um, so yeah, so you get your first event now. It's a critical fail, so it's a really bad one. That means. Good. I, I'm glad I was able to fail on the easiest to the avoid. Way. All right. So as you as you run, uh, as you begin running, a large large um, rock decouples from the ceiling and falls directly down on top of you. And when I say large rock, it's the size of a car. This large boulder just breaks off from the ceiling as the room begins to sway and falls down on you. I'm going to need you to make a dexterity save, please. Did I notice it at all coming down, or is this out of nowhere? Is what out of nowhere? The rock. The rock is from directly above you. So Can I cast Feather Fall on it? Um, is there a limit on the size of object you can cast it on? Let me see. It might be creature, but let me double check. Yeah, yeah it's it might, creature. Yeah, you can't do it on objects. All right. Uh, what what save am I making then? A dexterity save, please. Dexterity seventeen. Save. A dex seventeen save. Uh, that's going to be thirteen. Okay, so the rock hits you. Bam. <laughs> Rock just like with no impunity falls down on top of you. Um, sorry, one second. Uh, you take eleven points of damage as a rock as you sort of ugh, it hits you on its way down. Just like it, 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 like it doesn't crush you underneath it, but it, it like pushes you down a bit. It's, you're also dazed, uh, which means there's not a dazed. I think dazed is the wrong word. the condition for incapacity. They're stunned. Um, yeah, so you are... We'll use stunned for this one. Um, so it does mean you can still move, but you can't take actions or reactions. And you... Well, it says you can't move. So we're going to say I'm making a new one where you can still move, but you're dazed. Okay. Uh, and basically, yeah. Automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws. Uh, and you can't take actions, which means you, your movement is now only 30 feet instead of 60. Um, because you can't use the dash action on your turn. And that'll clear up in two turns. Okay? Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, so now everyone can move ahead again towards the door. We're, we're doing a new round. Well, I'll Oops. use my 30 feet. <laughs> Do what I can. I like how you're insulted by the rock. You're like, well, shit. Yeah, this is a, this is a bummer. All Could right, Varel and, Varel and Hope. 
I will move the full footage unless I reach Stanley in that time. Uh, you will reach Stanley in that time, I think. No, you won't. No, with a dash action, you would reach Stanley. Cool. End of, yeah. All right. Well, if you'd actually be ahead of him by ten feet, and he's just closing the door. door. Yeah, so the, so what you see in front of you is like the Stanley was running ahead of you, then a giant rock, boom, fell down in front of him, and sort of ugh, like he hit side of it and it pulled him down, and he's sort of stumbling towards the door, like he's not running. You know when someone's like stumbling and he's making his way towards the door, so then you easily catch up to him. There's a giant boulder there on the ground. Okay, so I will I will run the ten feet past him and then look back and be like Stanley and and lower a shoulder and arm kind of in a C shape. Okay. Noting that he is free to, you know, koala me. <laughs> I will absolutely koala if given the opportunity. Okay. All right. You're now koalaing him. Are you, are you, is this enough weight again? I think so for you. Where, where do I find that now? So Stanley has to tell you his weight. Okay. Let me tell you what I'm at. Uh, let's see. Stanley weighs 188 pounds and he is carrying on him 40 pounds of gear. Go to equipment. So two twenty-four, plus Bok Bok that maybe weighs you know sixty. It's a like Canadian math uh, education at work, you guys. It's impressive. The, you're two twenty-four. Uh, yeah, that's what you just said, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Two twenty-four. Two twenty-eight. Sorry. So I've got carry capacity two seventy. Yeah, so you can't carry over capacity. It just means your movement speed's halved until you're over-encumbered, I believe. Okay, so how much was Bok Bok? 60. So 220 to 260 is like 280. So it's probably you're probably somewhere between 280 and 300. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bok Bok's lubed up, right? Yeah. From oil. <laughs> oh, okay, <dear. laughs> cool. All right. Uh, so picking up Stanley, Bok Bok takes a little bit of a slam onto the ground and is getting dragged to reduce his weight. Okay. <laughs> I'm into that. Perfect. Yep. This is a good solution. So we're yep. dragging Bok Bok by the foot and, and we're koalaing Stanley. Stanley. Yep, absolutely. Reducing so, Bok Bok's weight. So Stanley moves up ahead to the 100 feet mark. You're now 20 feet from the door. Okay. Hope, uh, what are you and Tedna doing? All right. We're dashing the whole way. Dashing the whole way. So you make it to the door. Um, now you've used your action to do the dash, so dealing with the door will be the next round. Um, Bok Bok uh, is up with you at 100 feet. Um, the other two are left, so we'll have Buttons makes it to the door with his normal move, and he there's like a it's a push handle door, so he sort of climbs up to the door and puts one foot on one side, one foot on the other, and like uses all of his might. He's like. Argh! opening this door that doesn't actually probably that hard to open but he, he opens it a crack and begins begins pushing it and making room for people to run through um who's this character oh that's Tedna he's up with hope okay I just wrote it really bad okay perfect um so everyone roll a d20 please you don't we want to avoid an 18 19 and a 1 17 a 9 a 9 Okay, and that also applies to. Uh, okay, so buttons actually rolls a twenty. Uh, Fifteen for the other one. Okay, so no bad events happen, 
and uh, Buttons actually gets this surge of energy, pushes the door all the way open, kicks up some dirt to prop it open, and, and on the inside you see there's a large room full of cement brick. That's cement bricks, but like stone brick. And there appears to be, from what you can see, a long, long hallway leading to another set of doors and a large ceiling that is the second floor. And you also see bricks like tumbling from the ceiling as the room shakes. Um, okay, everyone can now declare their next move as they continue on. In a stunned mutter, I would just say, just keep going straight till you're outside. And I'm going to continue to be koala, I guess, beyond that. Okay. Well, I will continue to be a koala man. <laughs> All right, so uh, Varel, cool. I will, uh, I will give a scream and haul ass as hard as I can, carrying everything I can. Okay. And if for any reason, so that's uh, as another long as the weight matches, we're good. Yeah, another sixty feet of movement for you, Varel, as well as uh, for Stanley. So you burst into the room. And you see in this room, there's a row of root, like smaller rooms on the left side and right side. They all appear to be empty, but small little cells. And there's an opening in the ceiling where it moves up to a second floor, but there's no stairwell to the second floor anywhere. And on the second floor, though, you also see lots of small little rooms lining either side of the walls. And it's a long hallway on your floor leading all the way to another set of doors like you just walked through. But the room is shaking. There's stone bricks falling. And you hear behind you as like a, what must only be more jets of oil and pieces of rock coming down bringing the whole place down with it behind you um, okay so that's 160 for you for Stanley and for Bok Bok who's getting dragged okay Hope alright straight forward alright and you're pulling Tedna with you yep straight forward it's another 60 feet for you, okay? And you're actually... It's funny, because, like, you hear Varel right on your back foot. Like, he, and he trucks, and you guys are somehow running faster than him. It's just, like, well, ahead he's, of come, him. he's got a koala. He's got all the heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, Tedna's booking it, and Button's also now way ahead of you guys. Again, uh, 100. And... Yeah, so, he, okay, so he's actually not way ahead of you guys. He, everyone makes it through the door. And then he jumps and lets the door close. And as the door closed, seems like a piece of rock falls onto it or something happens. You guys don't look back long enough, but you hear and pieces of door fly past you. <laughs> as, as and you're not quite sure, but the door basically no longer exists. And then you see buttons shoot ahead of everybody um, uh, running past everyone again on his movement. That's 80. Yeah, so he's again 20 feet ahead of everyone as he goes to the other door. Okay, everyone roll their dice. Don't roll a 17, 18, 19, or 1. 11. 7. 8. Okay, and one more for... Okay. All right, so pieces of um, uh, the place are coming down all around you. You guys can now move again. The, the door at this end of the hallway looks about... 400 feet-ish out ahead of you. It's a long run as the place begins crumbling. So, um, uh, Varel? Any, <laughs> any, change, any change to the plan? You just keep running, right? It's That's just... a long way. Uh, hang on one second. I'm checking if my... Rage only gives me strength advantage, so it would increase my flat strength. So, just keep running. Yeah, just keep running. 
I become unstunned after this turn, right? So yep. one more turn, potentially as a koala, and then I would theoretically have actions and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Although you might just stay in that mode. It's making it easier to, to do all the math and stuff. Sure. <laughs> but it's up to you. I'm just joking around. All right. Um, so, Varel, you're running the extra 60 feet again this time? Yeah. Any, uh, any roof collapsage here? Yeah. Yeah, you hear noise all around throughout a whole room. There are pieces of stone brick coming down. There's like you know sand from you know when you, like some breaks that is like this sediment in the sand form comes falling. The ground looks like it's shifting a little bit as you run, and you're in such a panic fight or flight mode that you know you're not paying attention to a lot of it, just trying to get to the next thing, right? But this this bricked room is like that. So Varel, you're running up ahead another sixty feet. Yep. Um, so that puts you at 240. Let's put Stanley at 240. And that puts Bok Bok at 240. Hope, again, 60 feet for you guys. I need yep. to change the plan. Okay, so 260, 260 has been the total run. And Buttons is now 280 ahead. Let's roll dice. Don't roll a 16, 17, 18, 19, or 1. 19. Natural 20. 3. All right. 3. So Varel did roll a 19. Let me roll for my guys. I said 16, right? Yes. Okay, so that means... Um, do that. So, Varel, uh, I need you to roll a d6 for me. Okay. Yeah. One. Okay. All right, so actually one of the rocks... As you, you were looking up to see, like, trying to figure out... Remember you were asking me, you know, is there stuff from the ceiling falling? And you notice actually a piece dislodges and falls directly. <laughs> you're like, oh, surely it won't hit me. And then it's like, as you're running, it's like, it's just perfectly timed to nail you in a small rock. Uh, I'll need you to make a dexterity save of 15. Uh, 10. 10. All right, it hits you square in your nose for four points of damage. This is a smaller rock, like half a piece of brick just comes just goes and you have it doesn't break your stride but like you know it, it's starting to it feels really sore on your snap <laughs> it's a rock hits you uh buttons as well also gets nailed um with has to roll um and actually several large rocks fall in his direction um as he's running up ahead it's like a couple of rocks sort of fall down on top of him and he takes uh 14 points of damage as, and he sort of starts stumbling around. He's no longer being fast. Like a bunch of rocks sort of nail him all at once, and he, he's sort of staying still for a second as he takes the 15 points of damage. Um, okay. Uh, and so, Stanley, you rolled a 20, which means you get a second turn. Oh. Ooh. So if uh, you're running, you could move extra extra speed ahead or do something. I'm no longer stunned now, so I could take an action if I wanted, right? Sure. Yeah. The well, 20 clears your stun, if, let's say, if it was. You're, you're like... Back, back into awareness. I am going to cast Cure Wounds on myself because I'm in real <laughs> bad shape. Oh, I guess you did get hit. <laughs> At like, level two. The scene is kind of like your friend gets hit in the nose of the rock and you're like, oh, that reminds me. Keep in mind, Bo, I had a bit of a fight prior to that rock coming down, too. Oh. I was not I'm in, I was not I in okay. All right. great All right. shape. <laughs> Good healing either. Stanley's so bad at everything. Uh, uh, that's nine HP back. That's all right. That almost undoes the rock. All right, cool. Uh, all right, and so 
I'm gonna continue to koala, but if we catch up to um, buttons, mm -hmm. I'm gonna let go and see if I can scoop up buttons. Seeing as I know I'm gonna need to probably carry him eventually anyway. Okay, he's uh, 40 feet ahead of you, so you used your action to scoop him up. Yeah, it, I'm still riding with Varel, but when I get oh, you're getting you're getting to ready him, to pick him I'll up. let go right. to grab him. Let's do the next one then. Uh, so everyone's running again another 60 feet. Does anyone want to do anything different than that plan? Maybe that's what we'll do. Anyone doing anything other than running? Okay. I would just be scooping up buttons, but I, I don't. Okay, so you you, you run the you uh, hope or Varel runs the 60 feet. You get able to scoop up buttons, so you now have buttons with you. <laughs> You're in koala mode with buttons. Yeah. And, and Varel's dragon box. There's this like torrent of four things that are running all together. Um, okay. And then there's Hope and Tedna, who also are slightly ahead of you guys. Running. Uh, she's pulling him like a child, I guess. Is it like a child? I mean, you guys are running together. I mean, I'm I, sure I, he can keep up, but it's yeah, yeah. It's the, not like a child. There's a hand on the wrist. There's a hand on the wrist business going on. Okay. So it's more, it's more adult. It's less parenting. Um, okay, everyone roll and make sure to avoid a 15, 16, 17, 18, or 19, or 1. Jeez. 16. <laughs> a 3. Okay. And I will roll for my guys. Okay. Um, perfect. Nothing here. So, Varel, you're going to get roll a 1d6 for me, please. 6. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, as you as you as you run along, uh, several large rocks now are starting to fall all around you, and they nail you several times. I need you to make a dexterity save, please. Oh, well, thank goodness I get advantage. Eight, uh, nine. Okay, so they nail you. Uh, you get hit with several rocks that do a combined total damage of four, or sorry, seven. Um, so these large rocks come, as they fall down, they're like, ah, you're like, ah, ah, as you run with Bok Bok on one hand and Koala Stanley in the other. Um, I'm and... not koalaing anymore. Now I'm carrying buttons. Oh, I thought you were going to pick him up as you were koalaing. No, I'm For... carrying him with me now. Okay, but you're not koalaing. I thought this was a chain koala. I can take it. I can carry a cat. I mean, yeah, if you can head. take a cat getting added, sure, we'll continue a double koala. Do we dare do a double koala in a hallway of doom? I think we should, if we'll allow it. Yes! Yes, yeah, it's done. Otherwise, I'd lose momentum if you had if I had to put you down. Exactly, right. it's done, it's done. Well, you're all yeah, together. Double koala. Um, as, you, as, you, as you guys run towards the middle, you're now in the center area of this long hallway, almost there. A large piece of brick from one side, looks like a column, begins falling down and collapses in front of you, <laughs> filling the room with dust and debris. And um, as you run through it, you can see now that there's like this 10 foot up incline and like where the, the column has fallen down and smashed into a pile of bricks. It's like you have to climb over this mountain of bricks. All right, let's check in with the. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Nash, you're tied Meanwhile. to a post <laughs> in the desert, the desert, the night sky. Yeah. I mean, I've racked my brain and I've dug through every possible thing I could do, and all I can really do is something super dumb, yeah. like cast firebolt at my foot. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. I don't mean to laugh. I just think it's funny. I don't know um, what else to do. I don't have any. I'm sorry, but let's roll an arcana check. And if you roll well, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Let's do it. Interesting. (laughs) Hold on. That would be. uh, Let's see. 21. Okay. You concentrate. You quiet your mind a bit. This is a technique you learned back in the solar mines called meditation after you played baseball and watched what it mash solar mines solar mines is rough yeah, gotta calm really, down you after that yeah. you remember learning these boot, this Buddhist meditation uh, and, and, and so you quiet your mind and think you go oh you have the spell <laughs> called enlarge reduce oh shit and you can shrink <laughs> yourself so that the ropes would no longer bind you but can I I thought I you know what? I have it in my head that I have to be able to point at the thing I'm doing it, and if my arms are strapped down, that's why it didn't occur to me. Yeah, kind of yeah, across well, the board. Point, you could probably point up. Yeah, I can get a little finger going. All right. Well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna reduce myself. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that if I increase myself, I can break through them and actually be a little tougher if I find my friends. <laughs> oh, although I could jack up the the. I almost said you the Fab Four. The four. Yeah. <laughs> I can jack up the Beatles, I almost said Again, the Fab Four. The dragon was always an option. It's just probably you're taking the Fate Four with it. Yeah. <laughs> with it. Um, all right. Well, let's, re- let's cast it then. Uh, I will shrink myself to half. You shrink yourself to half, and the ropes begin to just fall away off you as you're now half the size you were. And <laughs> and you're and sweet. You're free. Okay. The ropes just fall down loose. You step out and get through them and... I felt like I felt like I could never self-target either. I don't know why I thought that, but I'm a creature, so yes, I can. Uh, yeah. Or I'm an object, I guess. All right, so I now you talk like this when you rock around. So I say, I don't trust these ropes, and I throw them off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to make my way to the to the door and open it and see if I can see anything. Okay, you make your way to the door and open it, and uh, can it's I reach a beautiful it? Evening. I can reach the thing, right, and open it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But it's like it's up here, the way you, you know, it's not at waist level; it's at eye level. Um, you open up the door and look out. A small hooded figure pokes its head out of the fate four. Uh, you see that the night, the night sky is beautiful. Uh, it's probably, if you had to guess, like two, three, four a.m. something okay. like that. Okay. Um, you see nothing. You see actually, what you do see is there. Is a mound Vorel typically makes uh, when he sleeps outside, mm-hmm. and that's like blown open, as if he had like you know jumped out at something to attack it. Like it's unmade, so there's a little crater in the in the ground where his his napping place would be. Okay, that's concerning. And then you see some footsteps circling around his his foot his distinctive lizard folk footsteps circle around the Fate Four towards the back. All right, well I'm gonna follow them around there. And so you follow the footsteps and you see that they head south. But you don't have dark vision, so your vision is very difficult to see off into the distance. You just see that they head in, you know, what you think is southerly because you remember on that side of the fate for the evening before, the in the distance you could see where the oil sands began and, and everyone was saying that was south. So Okay. And then you notice a few other type of tracks, boot prints, things like that, all headed in in the same direction. Do I recognize? Can I can I do anything to see if I can recognize if these are the f- the tracks of my other fellow companions, or if someone has taken Burrell, or you know what I mean? Like, 
Mm-hmm. See if there's other. You don't. Uh, you can do a survival check to see if you can learn a story from the footsteps. Let's do it. Um, that's not bad. One second. Plus three, so that's twenty-four. Or no. Sorry, tw- uh, twenty-two. Sorry. Okay. Wow, it's a shockingly good survival check for yeah. a non-tracker. You sort of get down, look, and. Mm-hmm. Examine, examine the tracks. Do you see that? It looks like, with the exception of Vorel, whose footsteps look angry and quick, is a very casual step. Not, not a lot, lot of space between the steps. So no one was like running, except for Vorel. It has these long spaces between the footsteps. Okay. Looks like more of a casual walk. Dirt sort of kicked up a little bit of the dust, and it heads south. And it doesn't look like everyone was walking in a line together. It, it looks a little haphazard for that. You're not, not able to discern much more than that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to yell, Stanley, again. In response, you hear, Stanley! 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 Echo throughout the... Whatever. Okay, so nothing. Um... Right, I'm gonna and fall. as you yell that, the yeah. ground sort of heaves a bit under your feet. Ugh. Is it is it obvious? A little shake. There's a little shaking. Yeah, did, you definitely feel it. Did I cause that? Like, do you, or do I? Oh. There's no definitive information nearby to allow you to, that makes you conclude that, but right. entirely both possible and not possible. Okay. Well, then in my shortened half size, I say, "Okay, well, I'm going to follow these footsteps, so I'm just going to follow those." <laughs> Footsteps. All right. So you you follow the footsteps, leaving the fate four behind you. Yeah. Unattended. As well, you head out I locked it up. I'll say. Oh, okay. We'll say that happened. And you picked up your staff too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always take that with me, even though right You're now it's specify kinda, that it's, it's huge right now. It's like <laughs> uh, there's a giant there's a giant uh, sand shark that attacks you. I used my staff. Oh, you didn't take it with you. Yeah. You didn't specify that you took it with you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> all right. Back to the large column falls before you and now you're going to have to break your stride to run up a giant mountain of bricks that have fallen into your path um, Varel Hope Stanley what do you guys do up and over uh, if we're breaking stride I'll help Varel by you don't have to you don't have to break over. stride but it's difficult terrain which means your movement speed is halved as you oh. progress through this pile of broken brick and dirt well I will enter my rage so I have advantage on strength checks and jump it Okay, I said it was 10 feet, right? 10 feet high, yes. 10 feet high, and it's a running... Okay, so the width is maybe 20 feet. You can jump 20 feet? I believe so. Jumping over. So your jump distance is 10... What is... Now, we looked this up the other day, didn't we? Athletics for jumping. We did. I don't remember what it was, though. Wasn't it... uh, My old 3.5 was... Long jump. Uh, when you make a long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. I have in front of me Uh-oh. a 5th edition D&D jump calculator. Oh, oh nice. Uh, what is your strength score? Mine is 4. No, no, it's score. Uh, oh, yeah, not, modif- not a modifier. Oh, 18. 18. How tall are you? Uh, 7 feet. With a running 
start, your long jump is 18 feet horizontally. Your high jump is 7 feet off the ground. You can reach up and grab something 17.5 feet off the ground. So best case scenario right now, you can jump as high as 7 feet. Let me... Oh, there are other things. You're not a totem barbarian, right? No. Uh, and you do not have... The, do you have the feet athlete? No. Alright, then that's it. That's what this says. Interesting. So my score would only help me succeed in a seven foot high jump? That's right. That's a pretty high jump. Yeah. You're you're level four, not 20. No, I I, I can't dunk at 14 feet. I need to join a team. This is great. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'd still enter my rage and jump the initial bit of it and then. Okay. That's pretty good. Because this is part of my movement, right? So yeah, this jump would be my movement. So I can't. You're right, because I'd be over encumbered if I lifted Bach box. So I will halt. I will wait. Hang on. Yes. Okay. So at ten feet out, <laughs> I will hurl Bach box over the top, sideways, okay. cartwheeling through the air. Yeah. And then enter my rage and jump the other half, carrying Stanley buttons, and then claw. And then with the free hand, start clawing. My way okay. up the rest. Okay, so we'll say the part that you jump then doesn't count for difficult terrain. So you're able to jump to the top for the most part without any penalty to the movement. Cool. So, um, okay. You jump up to the top, you get over, uh, you're now up on top. Uh, can we roll a dice to see how far Bok Bok lands? Athletics, yes. please. <laughs> All right. A 25 on hurling Bok Bok. <laughs> So Bok Bok is way lighter than you realize, but has enough weight to carry some solid momentum, and you fire him out. You basically fire him over the top of the wall, and he goes, ah, 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 as he flies out. He, 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 he almost blinks out of existence how far he, you float. Like he, he disappears over the wall. And so you don't know where he's in. And it's so loud, you don't hear any thud from where he was hit. Um, you jump up to the top of the hill as you crest the top of the hill with Koala Stanley who's Koala bubblesing um, you don't see Bok Bok anywhere you see a bunch of rocks just raining down around you as the ground shakes um, yeah and then you're able to descend over to the other side clearing uh, another you know 60 feet or not 60 feet this is difficult terrain so half that 45 feet oh that was half but you're up and over the, the wall. I hope you still have to make it over the... I'm just going to climb as fast as we can up and over the rubble. Okay. Just run into that wall. All right, so you move up ahead on over. Basically what that'll mean is you have um, Varel's now ahead of you, and you guys have moved 30 feet because it was difficult terrain. Okay, so that puts you at 350. Oh, it puts you still... You're still slightly ahead of Varel. Okay. And Bok Bok is like... Nowhere to be seen, but he's way far ahead. Okay. Bogbot's <laughs> taking the lead. Uh, <laughs> got rifled. Okay. Um, so now I need everyone to roll a dice. That's uh, don't avoid fifteen or higher. Three. Six. Ten. You don't need me yet, right? We're all in the one same place. No. Okay. Okay. So um, as you cr- crest over the hill. And move down to the other side. Now let me see here. This is for okay. Tedna, um, a large rock falls down and hits Tedna. He's got to make a save. 
Uh, it does not save. Ooh. Hits him for 20 points of damage as a large rock falls down and smashes him right in the face. And you guys, your grip on each other's hand um, disconnects, like it slips. And he gets hit in the rock and he sort of stumbles and then lands face first in the in the in the mucky brick on the bottom and um is like his body's shaking a little bit as he tries to get himself up he's prone so he's prone all right everyone the next round begins all right well i'll uh, bend down and i'll (laughs) throw his arm around my shoulder and stand him up and book it and book it okay uh, so you go to help him up. So take it costs half his movement. So you know helping up isn't really going to reduce that amount. Um, but you do help him to get up quickly, sort of dragging him up and run. So this time you only make it thirty feet. So now you're falling behind the rail. Uh, are you? You guys are the the koala team still running like crazy? Yes. Okay. All right. Everyone, roll dice. Avoid fourteen or higher. 14. 14! 19. 19. Like I, I could roll. 19. All right, let's see what the rest of these guys roll. Okay. Um. All right, uh, I need you both to roll a d6, please. Six. Five. Yes. Oh no! <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> All right, a large, a large pile, a large pile of rocks uh, uh, fire off from the ceiling and the sides in your general direction as you help Tedna up. You're gonna have to roll a dexterity save. Uh, hope. Uh, five. Okay, you're gonna be taking damage. You take six points of damage as like large, a large sort of like field of rocks. Excuse me. Wow, a large field of rocks. Fire down uh, and hit you, um, and you're just like trying to shield your eyes. It's like they hurt, and there's no way to dodge them. Uh, Varel, I'll need you to roll a Constitution save of 15 or higher. Hey, okay. hey, 18. Okay, so the ground underneath you opens up a little bit, and becomes muddy, and it's like you're walking kind of in mud, and it slows down, and you're almost in danger of getting your foot stuck as you run through it but you're able to keep running uh, and you're thankful that you didn't get your foot stuck because everyone would have gone flying because <laughs> he would have hit the brakes on you immediately but it's all gummy now and oily underneath your feet and as you look ahead you're approaching the second set of doors uh, you start to see underneath that doors like oil and liquid just shoot jet out underneath it as if on the other side there was quite a bit of oil or something uh, so it is concerning but as you get close Bubbles jumps up having rolled a 20 <laughs> Buttons jumps up uh, and, and goes, moves into action as, as he dashes down towards the door, gets up on the door and pushes it again. And there you see Bok Bok sort of leaning against the corner of the wall, having been thrown into the wall of the door. And he slowly sort of gets up and starts helping Buttons open this door up for both of you. And as it opens the door, more oil jets out from behind the door. Um, but they succeed in opening up, allowing you all to run through on your next turn. So this is now the next round. Uh, I, I didn't take any damage, so I have no longer raged. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. You should have failed it. You might have taken some damage and stayed raged. But 
All right. So, um, Bach, uh, Stanley, and Varel, you guys are within range of the door. So, do you want to run through? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you as you go to charge through, all of a sudden, this big crack in the wall. You hear this loud thundering, <laughs> thundering in the wall. Um, I need you to roll a dexterity save. Where? Which wall is happening? In front of you, directly above the door. Can I reach it? So what it looks like is happening is that the ceiling is coming down on the door, and you're about to run into the wall. Oh. Yeah, and, and but they're behind me, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Bokbok okay. and Buttons are ahead of you. Tedna and Hope are behind you, and um, Stanley, I think, is still koalaing on you. Cool. Then I will. Uh, if we get to the door and they're behind me, I'm going to re-enter my rage, brace, and catch because it's going to block the door. Okay. Very so good. I won't, I won't dexterity at all. I'm gonna. Okay. You're gonna strength check. Yeah. Okay. Do it. And I will let go koala to allow him to have full range of movement for this. Sixteen. Okay. So this is to make sure you get there in time. Okay. So the athletics are for your running. Okay. So you throw off. You throw off Stanley like that. You perceive and get and put your body in position to catch the ceiling. Um. You run through the door. You realize it's cave wall on the other side of this door. You run through. Stanley tosses off. You're Captain america it to that area. You go down underneath, and you get ready to catch, and you catch the initial weight. But this is a large cavernous wall. You have six seconds. You'll have to make another strength roll on the next round in order to hold it up. It's killing your body at the moment. Yeah, I assume um, so. You, actually, you, take, you take six points of damage. <clears throat> okay, um, so Varel gets snaps underneath his both arms up as he goes, and you hear him. He's yelling. Can you yell? Ah! He's yelling and holding it for everyone. So um, everyone's within range to run through. Does everyone run through? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bubbles, Bok Bok, Tedna, you guys all run through. Need everyone to roll the dice. 13. Avoid 13 or higher and avoid ones. And this is a 20. Four. Four. Three. Okay, well, <laughs> wow, we mind, did good. I, I, I get three rolls so too. Bad. <laughs> I get three rolls for the other characters as well. Okay, wow. Bubbles gets another 20 too. Buttons. Um, Buttons. Buttons gets another 20. Buttons' last name is Bubbles, right? <laughs> Button, Button Bubbles. Button, <laughs> yeah. Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> Okay, so everyone runs through, makes it through safely. Uh, no one uh, has anything uh, hit them or fall at them. Everyone makes it through uh, past Juvarel, and as the ceiling starts to get lower and you start to crouch lower as it's just crushing you, I need you to make another strength save, please. Right. You have to make the save. 18. Okay, um, you're now crouched lower, so you're Wait, kind of in this... 20. Like, Yes. Natural or twenty or just 20? No, just okay. normal twenty. All right, so you're you're holding the ceiling is like st- it's only a matter of time before it crushes you completely. So you're now crouched down. And you've got to sort of shoot out before it yeah. squishes you between if it. If I could, I'd let one knee fall to do a diagonal and let yeah. one side rest and then try to and roll. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, that's going to have to be an athletics a feat as well. So I'm going to need another roll from you to escape. Okay. Can I inspire him? You can. All right. Uh, look at Varel and say, you got this. We're almost out. And I'm going to inspire him. Excellent. I will use it immediately. Awesome. A six, right? A d6? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 22. 
Okay. So you get down on, on the knee. Describe exactly. It's going to, going to work. I just don't know exactly. So so the catch was to double hand it so that they could get through. Then I'm going to kind of Hercules down onto one knee so it slides sideways and some of the weight is now propped on the ground. And with a final sort of heave of my last bit of strength, use that to push myself off and push it off me, assuming it just falls immediately behind me as I dive yes. through. Yeah, it falls immediately behind you and it's like a crushing as rocks smacks against rock. Um, and there would be dust everywhere in the air, except in this new room, it's a set of stairs leading up and then leading into it. The cave, like the stairs are, are, are stone, but the walls are cement. And it is just gushing oil down the stairs. It's slippy. Everything on the walls, the ceiling, the stairs, it's all flooding in and holes are opening up on the side of the wall, shooting out sprays of oil everywhere. Everyone's got it on their face and clothes. And it looks very slippy, about to move up the stair- uh, stairwell. And um, you actually see there's about like six inches of oil on the ground as everyone sort of sloshes their way through it, running up the stairs. All right, everyone going to... I assume everyone, except for Varel, is a little bit behind, going to be running up the stairs. I need a roll from all of you, again. Avoid 12 or higher. Nine. 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 Nice! <laughs> what? Okay. Um, so uh, there was one rule um, for Tedna. Oh. <laughs> All right. And and as he walks up, he misses the st- he, he misses a step because there's a set of stairs and there's this muck towards the side, and he he gets his foot stuck into it. And he goes, guys, guys, help, help. And his, his boots in there. Is, uh, uh, is he stuck? And he starts falling behind everybody. And now his foot is stuck in a hole. And he's restrained. Okay. Uh, so now we're in the next round. Do you guys want to keep running up the hole? Does anyone turn back to help Tedna? Well, I was going to help him because he was still on my shoulders, I think. So he was on we'll your just... shoulders? Huh? He was on your shoulders? Yeah, because he got hit with the rock. And he struggled. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize you'd put him on your shoulders. Kind of makes getting his oh, no, stuck no, no, in the no, hole weird. Oh no, just an arm on my shoulder. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you were kid at parade. <laughs> Was it fire? <laughs> not, fire not, engineering? I'm not that strong. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'll. St- I'm there with him, and I'll uh, try and pull his foot out of the boot. Okay, uh, so you're gonna you're gonna give him advantage. Uh, roll a strength check to pull pull it out. Six. Okay, so you go to pull his foot out of the boot, and it's like, ah, and you're as as his foot comes out, but it keeps the boot, and then there's just this like disgusting sock that's full of oil on there, <laughs> and you guys are like, go go go, and you guys all run up the stairs, and the stairs eventually give way to a cavernous floor, and it's just like this disgusting cave. You can start to see the exit towards the top, and oil is just gushing in as if this place is flooding up and filling, and it starts to get worse and worse. Oil coming down. I need everyone to roll again, please. Twelve. Thirteen. Three. So twelve is a bad one now. I think it's worse. Oh, thirteen's also bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I get you guys? Can you guys? You guys to roll a d6, please. Five. Mm-hmm. One. Okay, Varel, your foot gets stuck in, in the hole unless you save... The same hole? <laughs> a different one, a different one. There's just like, there's so many sinkholes now because it's filling up with oil. Uh, Constitution 15. 
And what did you roll, Kristen? A one. Okay, so a rock uh, seems to fall out from the side of the wall. I need a dexterity 15 for me, please. Natural one for me. Okay. Dex of 15. Okay, so you save, um, Kristen. Uh, Varel, your foot is stuck. Uh, as you go to run, you try to run, you're trying to pull, and, uh, uh, your foot gets stuck in this muddy pit of oil in the cavern floor, and it begins to fill up. Bok uh, Bok uh, runs up to the e- exit, and he makes it out. So does Buttons. And um, Tedna and Hope, you guys make it to the top. Stanley, you rush to the top. But as your foot's stuck, Varel, oil begins to fill up, and you're now up to your waist in oil as you're just like, as it fills up quickly behind you. What, what, is, what do people do? I'm going to turn around and head back down, and I'm going to take the immovable rod and put it within reaching distance of Varel yeah. and click it so he has something to pull against to pull himself out. Okay. All right, so if you want to make an attempt to pull yourself out, let's do a strength check with advantage or an I athletics will... check with advantage. Oh, well, he's got advantage. I don't think I need to inspire. No, he doesn't have rage. He's got, I'm giving him the advantage because of your rod. <laughs> There's context for you. Yeah. 16. Okay, uh, so you pull yourself out. For, you, can, you can feel yourself dislodge in your foot as you climb up and the oil begins to fill up around you. You scamper the rest of the way up um, and the place fills, the hole begins to fill up with oil and becomes full. Uh, unfortunately, the movable rod is stuck underneath the, the oil. Oh, no, dude. Sorry, I'm, uh, Nash, Nash hasn't said much here, but Stanley. Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> and as you sort of look around, you see like the entrance to whatever cave you're in disappears, and you're standing in the middle of an oil field. It's a lake everywhere. You know, and everywhere you can see, and Bubbles is sort of, he's climbing up on top of Stanley, and climbing up on his shoulders. He's like, I can't get my fur wet! And, and I really hate this oil. And, and he's like, and don't forget to check for sinkholes because you, we could fall in and we don't want to fall in. So I know we were running, but let's take our time so that we don't fall into any sinkholes. And um, those of you with dark vision, you scan the horizon, look around and trying to figure out which way is north. And thankfully, the only reason that you know which way is north is deep on the horizon. You see the figure of a man with a staff and a hood. But the staff seems somehow bigger than usual. (laughs) Yes, it's a very large staff, but it has the distinctive nail in it. Uh, That only lasts for a minute, by the way. Yeah, it's probably over now, right? So you see the form of Nash Maggard and realize (laughs) that that's probably a good direction to go and where he's standing. And with that, we'll take a break. (laughs) And then hopefully when we come back, Scott will get a chance to, to play with some D&D with the rest of us. <laughs> uh, it's all good. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Uh, all right. We'll be back in a second, guys. We're taking a quick break, and uh, we will be right back. Give us a few minutes. We'll see you in a second. Yay. Okay. We have returned. Uh, Bo, it's back in your hands. Okay. So the party is in uh, an oil field, so you're about knee-deep in this mucky black and black and like sand it's kind of quick sandy it's hard to tell as you sort of put your foot out where the ground underneath is firm and where there might be holes that you may never come back from in this lake towards what appears to be you would guess a northerly direction you see the figure uh, of, of Nash standing at the edge of this large lake 
that to the south appears endless. I'll uh, I'll take the lead, having done this before, with my rapier out once again, using it as kind of a lead to poke the ground and see if I feel resistance or not to try to help guide yeah. the way across. As you do that, you remember the immovable rod a little bit. I don't know if that's. I don't know how I get back to it. It's buried under oil now. Okay, right? just want to. I just want to make sure it's removed from your inventory. And I was yeah. wondering if you're gonna. It's, it's gone. Someone put a Sarah McLaughlin video together for me. In the arms of the angel. (laughs) Okay, so you poke ahead. And so proceeding this way will take, to get to Stanley might, or to to Nash might take a fair bit of time. So let's do some survival rolls as a party, the three of you. Can I wave at him like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi scaring off sand people? Sure. I just do this. 21 for my survival. 19. 20, not natural. Okay, so you guys have the momentum of wanting to get the hell out of there behind you as you quickly sort of poke around for holes, and you do find one here or there, but nobody, you don't have any um, slip-ups. No one falls into any of the sinkholes as you proceed. It takes you all said and done a solid 40 minutes to get from one point A to Nash. Jeez. So 40 minutes of, of sort of terror go by and everyone's silent as they're just trying to make it to shoreline and secure ground. Would it have, would be 80 if I wasn't coming toward them would it be 80 minutes if I was just standing well, there? If, if you weren't there they might not know which direction to go in. No, no, no. I, but I assume I'm walking forever. I'm walking toward them, right? Yeah, but you stop at the shoreline unless you want to. Get oh, okay. No, I'm there. I'm stuck. You, you notice that the the oil's uh, there. You don't think of the sinkhole thing necessarily. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But I mentioned it, so it's too late to make right. that surprise. <laughs> and buttons, uh, buttons rode across on me again, right? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. So buttons. He's already. He's, you see him. He's on your shoulder. And he's already like. Ugh. He's been licking. I hate this oil. Licking himself and spitting the oil out. Finally, you get within earshot of Nash. Nash is sort of standing there, hands on hips. I think a disappointed parent. <laughs> <laughs> what are we in for? Oh. I'm just sweaty. You're not in trouble. You si- silently make your way to the shoreline and saw the ground. You put buttons down, and everyone collapses onto the ground. And you know, whatever, however you want to do, you're finally out of danger. Uh, the digitations all around. Half-hearted cheer. Yeah, just uh, you attempt to do your prestidigitations, but they have a limited effect. It'll take it'll take you a solid eight hours to. Well, then we'll just be doing jazz as we walk. Just prestidigitation, firing them off. Pew 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 pew. Did what we slept last night count as a rest of any kind? No. Oh dear. All right. Well, I certainly fall to my knees in the sand and just half-heartedly just start like shoveling it on kind of turning it to mud and just <laughs> looking back and forth at everybody and what and I turn around point back at it where was I was sleeping and that was not where I fell asleep no no it wasn't Bok uh, Bok are you well You flew gracefully, Bok Bok. 
Sorry. He rubs his head. Back, back, hurt head. Hope the bed, the the bed with the handsome people. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes will go wide, and I'll look at Varel. <laughs> So tender you held me while we... <laughs> but that was not down there either. I slept at least three places that I do not remember. Explanation, Stanley. Well, um, I, I woke up and I found... Can we, can we try and walk and talk? I need to get back to the Fate Four. I'm, I need to rest. I think we can do that. Let us walk then. Nash, I am pleased walk, you are not with us. Bok-Bok uh, jumps up in front of you and says, It says, Stanley ain't blowy! Stanley ain't blowy! Eat blowy! Stanley points at Stanley and says, Stanley, eat blowy! He's saying you ate the blowy. Did you eat his dynamite? Well, we're gonna have to work on ta tactics a bit with Bok Bok. He, uh, I tried to use it in a combat scenario, and the little guy was a little too insistent on staying in close proximity to light lit dynamite. Uh, he's alive. Stanley shakes his head and goes, Stanley ain't blowy! Well done. Perhaps we should hear more. Where the hell did you guys go? I don't know, Nash. We're walking as this is going on. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy you weren't there because your poor blistered feet would have surely not run fast enough. I I woke up tied to the to the table, uh, standing straight up in the Fate Four. Were there handsome people cuddling you? No. In fact, I had a dream that uh, the, uh, horrible phantom hands were reaching from the darkness and trying to pull me in. I can oh, only, that I... was that was me. Uh, let me clarify a little bit what happened. When I woke up, it was quiet. Nobody else was around except for, say, Nash, who was repeatedly walking into the door of the Fate Four and grumbling about it. I tried to wake him or rouse him, but he just kept walking into the door repeatedly. I wanted to find out what had happened, so... I knocked you over and tied you up. I figured it was the best way to keep you safe from yourself. Wait, I was sleepwalking, walking in my sleep? Yeah. What, is this the first time you guys have seen that? I mean, it's we understand why it happened, Nash, because when I got outside, I saw that the mound Vorel typically sleeps in had been vacated, Everybody else had set off, and there was singing filling the air. And there was difficult to understand the lyrics behind it, but I recognized some words sounding like ancient Elvish, and I think that's perhaps why it didn't have an impact on me, though I had later discovered that Buttons here also was not affected by it. Yes, it was most fascinating indeed. Um... That reminds me, he sort of flips open his book. He's like, <laughs> he's like blowing the oil. He's like, oh no, my notes are ruined. Ah, I have to start over. And he gets his ink pad. And as you guys are walking, 
he rests the book in his forearm and he's got the inkwell and he's got his quill and he's trying to write while you walk and he splashes it on his nose again he's got oil on his nose and ink on his nose rather and he gets back to his book so eventually I ran into Tedna who was in a similar state just walking mindlessly and I couldn't do anything to rouse him either I decided to move ahead and that's when I found the rest of you in that place with that creature and it was using that second face on it if you even noticed I'm not sure uh, to sing a song that seemed to keep you all enthralled and summon you and there was a an elderly woman there as well a hag who uh, he referred to as his mommy and I I tried to speak with them but she was very insistent that you were all to be made her son his name was Blort <laughs> made his dinner uh, and I was forced to kill them both Tennis is oh, wait, wait wait a second wait a second you guys were were hope you guys were were, were together last night what who Varel said you guys were together last night. I, in a bed, yes. In in a dream? <laughs> I don't know any. I don't really know. Oh, all right then. Well, did you share the bed with us? Tedna sort of turns around and starts walking ahead and puts, kicks the sand and puts his hands in his pocket and he's like oh, grumbling to himself. Just let him go. Do you remember the bed, Bok Bok? What bed? He said, I, Varel, go. Bok Bok, follow. Varel, go whole. Bok Bok, go whole. Varel, open door. Bok Bok, follow. It is Varel. Oh, I don't don't understand. You notice they used to hear him. He's like, Varel. Make love to worm. Buck buck, make love to worm. Hope make love to worm. Stanley. Burrell, what did he say? Stanley, buck buck, and I stop. I stop the stop the walk. Stanley, Burrell. I mean, buck buck is insisting <laughs> that we were enchanted into performing. Buck uh, buck, not enchanted. Buck buck, have mind. Buck buck, mind strong. Uh, uh, yes, and and how? What did we do to the worm, Bok Bok? Worm, King, King, make love, make worm. love, Bok Bok, Bok Bok, make love, worm too. <laughs> Bok Bok joined us in our enthusiasm for the worm love making. We slept with the worm. No, well, God. I didn't see that exactly but you were held enthralled by him it is worth mentioning Bok Bok was not he was just following you Bok Bok romantic I hear all this and go I thought my dream I thought my dream was bad because of all the hands I think that was just Stanley you guys thought you were making love in a big bed with handsome people but you ended up with a worm I, I I turn around and check myself. 
before you wreck yourself. yourself. Yeah. I, I know. I, I check my 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 foldable <laughs> lizard junk okay. to make sure that I am okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a considerable amount of oil. Do a medicine check. <laughs> <laughs> a considerable amount of oil. Oh, oh yeah. Sand well, and oil from yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a considerable amount of sand and oil that sort of shakes itself loose as you inspect, and um, I assume you do this without um, shame because lizard folk don't wear clothes, so you're not like hiding it. Like he pulls out, basically he unfolds his skin. And yeah, see... I mean I'm not aroused at the moment. No, no, but you see the, the lizard folk dong right out. His <laughs> comes right out. <laughs> Stanley is just <laughs> eyes forward on the mission. <laughs> and... so I assume you like pinch foreskin and check around and make sure there's no like. Nothing going on. Look underneath the, the ball sack. Everything <laughs> just looking around and <laughs> inspecting it thoroughly. You find nothing unusual, and it you don't feel a soreness there that might indicate it was used recently. Is he looking so at us? Well, are we seeing him do this? No, no. Yeah, I'm, he I'm did that right involved in my business. Yeah, okay. I'm not yeah, like, like looking at anybody, <laughs> being like, hey, yeah, yeah. You no, know, he's not <laughs> looking at anybody. But like, if you guys were in a circle speaking, it's not like he turned around and did it privately. He would have just done it. Right, we okay. were walk talking, so I'm yeah. now straight yeah. eyes straight ahead. I may have caught a glance and realized what he was doing, but now I am laser focused. Yeah, exactly, ahead. exactly. Okay. That's how I picture it, anyways. For real, I'm picturing it. Excellent. I am unmaimed and unsore. So this lovemaking was without intercourse, though. I'm buck, buck, I'm frankly, I'm quite impressed, and this is. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed at your. Uh, romanticism. Where did you learn such words? Bok bok, bok bok, goblin, say word romantic. Goblin romantic. Yes. yes. Learn from Gietert. Oh, oh Gietert. Beautiful. That's beautiful, Bok bok. Thank you. Dead. Your what? <laughs> she died. <laughs> Sorry for your loss, Bok bok. No, sorry, it's okay. Just friend. Good. Oh, wait up, please. Catch up. I'm... It's all good. Good. So, there was cuddling, but not intercourse. Helpful <laughs> <laughs> look over and up at Burrell. I've got a smile like that was supposed to be like, eh? And then she'll just look okay. straight ahead and keep walking. Ah, it's okay. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> whole thing was uh, a big ordeal. Uh, and I'm happy you're back. And I'm happy you're no longer under the control of it because honestly, Varel, I could use to not be punched by you ever again. What? Oh. Attacking the creature uh, also apparently earned the ire of the thralls, which would be you in this case. And you got a pretty good shot in. But thankfully when we destroyed the smaller head, it seemed to release you, although it knocked you out. Fries are done. A, a beep echoes throughout the desert. <laughs> Don't that know. don't know what that was. Displeases me greatly. 
There's nothing you could have done. That was the exact design of what this creature is supposed to do. They even tried it on me. That was what made me attack him in the first place. Yeah, so that makes two vile creatures in our journeys that have taken advantage of me. I wouldn't take it personally. Look, they are things that you are exceptional at. Your strength, your ability to fight. You hit really hard, I can attest to. That's your area of expertise. Uh, but sometimes that means there are other areas that others will be better at. Like resisting mind-controlling worms and not fondling them. <laughs> it... If... Yes, agreed, Stanley. It is it is absolutely commendable that you felled that beast with the aid of Bakbak and the Blowy. Bakbak Blowy. Bakbak make Blowy. So so the Blowy. How did that enter your mouth? Well, it didn't enter my mouth. He so Bakbak saw you attack me and thought that meant he should attack me too. So he charged at me with dynamite, which I lifted and decided to use against the creature I was fighting. And I forced it into the creature's mouth. But Bok-Bok seemed very insistent that when he lights a blowy, it goes off where he wants it. And he pursued it and grabbed it and tried to bring it back before it exploded in his own hand. These are the tactics I'm talking about. Bok-Bok is like looking at Varel and he's looking at Stanley. (laughs) Varel looking at Stanley. (laughs) Uh, Down to Bok-Bok. Well, all the same. Commendable work. Thank you for rescuing us from such a beast. Yeah, and Button sort of speaks up now. He says, if I might ask, why do you keep this um, disgusting creature with you? Bok-Bok, you call him? Yes. No, He doesn't appear to be uh, actually very helpful. That's simply not true. Mm. He, he rescued mean... us. Uh, he... he pro- Hang on. Technically well, speaking, it was the explosion from Bok-Bok that killed the creature. He helped with the paladin earlier. Yes, he, he also uh, brought the... But they, though they got captured, he did bring the jeweler to the mines, and which eventually led us, uh, convinced the jeweler and his companions that we were noble. And that was a feat of its own. And not mm, for nothing, Buttons, but you, uh, you didn't exactly do anything. Well, <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm a cat. I don't really know how to... I told you I don't know how to fight things, uh, but and you did use our keyword... Yes, I did. Generally speaking, though, Buttons, I'm simply pointing it out as perhaps you are not one to throw stones at someone's usefulness in that situation. Fair enough, fair enough. Very wise, very wise. I just, I'm a little biased against your green friend here because he's been pretty nasty to me. Can you tell him to stop eyeballing me in the way that he does? Oh, he's identified you as delicious, has he? I think so. Is that is that does he eat cats? 
Well, he eats, uh, well, humans seem to be his preferred, so you at least are on the second tier. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just, you know what, I'm going to retire, or pull myself out of this conversation. I, I, I appreciate, again, your company, and I'm very happy that Stanley was able to save you guys. We weren't sure if you were going to be able to or not. And we might have left you there for dead because I'm trying to take down notes to share the knowledge of what we learned there. And it's better if some of us live than all of us. Um, but that's me. I'm a scholar. I'm not evidently strong and brave like you warriors are. Um, so excellent, excellent work. I was touch and go for a second there. The whole place almost came down on our heads. <laughs> then you should be commended as well. Uh, I know scholars are likely to abandon when things are wrong. Well, I, I, um, no lie, I came just to check out the ruin. I love ruins. Did I mention how much I like ruins? I love ruins. And we found a cave and, and a, a secret special place that looked ancient and elven. And my only regret is that maybe we didn't spend more time investigating the area before rescuing you guys, but it didn't look like you were in any immediate danger. You were just, you know, getting it on with the that strange creature. Now, she mentioned something to me, Stanley. She said that this is what you'll become. You remember hearing that? Yes, what? she said it to me. Yeah, what does she mean by that? Just for my notes, I, I, do elves turn into disgusting old blackened creatures when they're... When they're um... I had assumed that she was referring to herself, though I could have misunderstood. She said that elves don't die, they rot which she was very much doing. But I'm not an elf. I'm a half-elf. I don't think I live forever. Well, you know, if we ever get separated or anything like that, I should give you the address of where you could send the letter. I'd be most interested to find out what happens to a half-elf in its old age. You're probably the first I've ever encountered. There isn't much in the books about, you know... What's the right way to say it? A crossbreed, basically. That would be he fine. Starts right. Delightful. Thank you, Stan. And as you guys are walking, you begin to see the Fate 4 on the horizon. Okay. The well, rest some... of the approaches. I'll let out a big sigh of relief. Something occurs to, to Nash. Stanley. I get yeah. why you tied me up, and I, I believe that you thought you were doing it for my own good, but what's the deal with leaving me all on my own, tied up like that? <clears throat> Left me exposed. If somebody broke into the to the fate four and you know had their way with old nash i well then what well nash you would just shrink yourself and immediately get out of the ropes if you were in your state of mind and you'd be instantly free i don't know i knew that as soon as you returned to your senses you'd be able to easily get out of there without even much thought well i i did for the record had to think about it and almost shot myself on the foot with a fireball before i figured it out <laughs> So I'm just saying, I don't know, next time leave a note or something? Don't we have some um, kind of scrawl it in the sand or anything? Yes. Just... Oh. All right. I You're should... very self-reliant, Nash. I had nothing but the utmost faith in you. Hmm. I shake my head. And... You, intensely. you can shrink yourself? Yes, I can shrink you too. Shut up. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I should like to see you shrink something sometime, just for my studies. I don't think I've seen this kind of magic before. Well, maybe if you would have stayed in the Fate 4 and kept vigil, you would have seen it. 
Why am I well, talking? Yes, but- why am I talking to the cat? Listen, next time I'm, I'll do it. I'll let you know if you're still with us then, and then you can view, you can see it. And if we don't have an opportunity, I'll shrink you. Oh, wonderful! I'd love to try being shrunk. I wonder what kind of places I could get into if I was half my size. It'd take you twice as long to get the places you want to go. <laughs> That's a good point. My my leg, my walk span would be shorter. It's only lasting. It only lasts a minute. So you'll. Oh, is that all? Yeah. So you don't need to worry mm. about the long term effects of the shrinking. Oh, but like if there was a delicious mouse and it went into its hole, I could shrink myself and then get into the mouse hole. Potentially. Get the get the, get the mouse and come back out and eat it. Uh, that is if the mouse isn't roughly your equal size and then can fight back in a reasonable way. Plus, if you don't get out of there quick, you'll re- you'll you'll turn to your previous form inside the wall, and who knows what happens then. Ouch! That's bound to be painful. I'll just keep a keep a watch on you. Do you know what a watch is? Have you heard of a watch? Yeah, a thing you put on your wrist that tells you what time it is. Yeah, that's how you can track it. Because if you go more than a minute, you're screwed. You won't be able to get out of that wall, and we may not be there to save you. Do you have a watch, Nash? I did, in the solar mines. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. Much of what I had was left there and lost, <laughs> including my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, perfect and on, and on that note you guys are now within the vicinity of the fate four looks undisturbed no worse for wear than it was when you left it it's now the sun is now starting to cut, climb up over the horizon and it's early morning I don't think we're exactly going to get the early start we were hoping for I we definitely sleep. need a rest. Yes. You said the rudimentary door was enough to stop this from happening. I mean, the the door itself, I don't... I guess Nash couldn't figure it out in his stupefied state. He just walked into it over and over again. Then might I request, just for tonight, that I you know, sleep inside the vehicle. I think that'll be fine. Yeah. I think that's okay. Can can you sleep like that, or do you need to be covered in uh, dirt? Not a need, merely a desire. Mm. What if if we laid all over you? How would would that go over? I'm going to sleep on the roof. (laughs) Give me time. The dream is still fresh in my mind. All right, no... No sleeping on Varel tonight, everybody. Hadn't entered my mind, Nash. Just trying to keep him comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start walking in and getting the fate for as roomy as possible for everyone. Are are you organizing any watches? I got the most rest, I think. Because I was tied up and sleeping. So, I'll I can do first watch. Yeah, but it wasn't a it wasn't a true sleep, so you don't have the benefit of a long rest along oh, okay. with everyone else. I mean, I was yeah, I so. went into this particular rest full hit points and stuff though because I took the other rest. 
when right. everyone else is resting up since your exhaustion was like something yeah. you can try and recover from. So, so I'm just saying, if we're going to pick one of us, I'm happy to volunteer. All right. I'm definitely resting. Okay. All right. So you'll do the whole watch then. Yeah. Ash. All right. So eight hours goes by. Uh, everyone rests up. They're sleeping. It's quiet. Nash, do you get up to any activities during this time? Um, some light reading. Um, no, <laughs> I uh, no, not really. I'm gonna just sort of. Uh, I'm gonna get up on top of the of the roof and I'm gonna stare out into the nothing and think. I'm gonna meditate. Okay. Uh, as you're doing this meditating, um, you do notice that uh, Bubbles doesn't really uh, take Buttons. this opportunity. Buttons doesn't really take this opportunity to go to sleep. And so at one point during this, uh, he sort of gets up, climbs up next to you, sits down next to you, and begins scribbling in his notebook uh, near you. Right. And he says, um, after some time in silence, he says, I get the impression you don't like me very much, Mr. Nash. I don't like anyone very much. It's not so much oh, so a matter of like. It's a matter of I don't know you. And I don't know what you're capable of. You might say I don't trust you. Okay, well, I mean, you trust me enough to bring me with you. I, I'm not in any... I'm not going to put you guys in any danger. I'm, I'm a scholar. I, I study things. I, I, I want you to feel comfortable around me, at least that, you know, I'm not, not going to hurt you in any way. I'm concerned about who you work for, and the only reason I'm cool with you coming with us is because I trust my companions. And you might ask, well, why do I trust them? You need to have experiences with those you're going to trust and see that that trust is finds a firm foundation. I don't have that with you. For all I know, you're just a cat man with a secret mission you haven't told us about. Mm-hmm. No well, offense. Um, okay. No offense, man. I, I mean, I can... Do you have questions for me? I'd be happy to answer some if you like. Uh... Are you uh, are you like a real cat? Do you know I, I mean? was indeed a real cat. Yes. Oh. I became I became animated through magic at the university back in Principal City. Do you the s- wizard who owned me and wanted to know what I was feeling and decided to allow me to have a voice. And it was decided that it'd be too cruel to let me stay in that shape and take give me a voice and then take it away from me. So. They found a way to make it a permanent change. And they also helped me with my thumbs because when I started to talk, I wanted to start reading and I needed to be able to turn the pages and I couldn't with my little cat paws. So they did this magic that sort of morphed my, see this claw here, into a thumb. So now I can hold a quill in my hand. Do you have, do you purr like a cat? I most certainly do. So, uh, other than your communication skills, your uprightness, and your ability to to read and study, for all intents and purposes, you are a you are a traditional feline in this world. I am a cat. There are none like me in the world. Now, there may be races that share resemblance or lineage with uh, the feline species, but uh, not in my case. I don't have. I mean, I have parents, but they were cats. They never spoke any languages or knew of the world. Uh, I was part of a litter, and then I got taken and given to a human family, and I've been on my own ever since in, in the tower. There's a few other cats up there, but Darguth never really let me out. Darguth. Darguth, yes. Oh, Darguth. He was my owner, but we had a falling out. What happened? I surpassed him in magical knowledge, and he was embarrassed at debate 
you know, sometimes the wizards get together to debate. Um, they bring forward their um, theories to have them. Uh, what I can't remember what we call that now. Uh, the um, you know, what's the word for that when you're defending your doctorate or whatever? Oh, uh, like your that. thesis, thesis, dissertation. Yeah. yeah. So we we were evaluating dissertations, and we got into a heated debate over one student's particular dissertation. And as it turns out, he made a critical error that was a huge embarrassment to him. It's a very long story. I don't want to bore you with all the details. And it just slowly came to pass that I was smarter than him. Well, you can and he resents me for it. And now I live in my own quarters in the in the Arcanum, and I'm respected by many students, and I have all this important research I got to do because I'm probably not going to live very long. So I need to get as much life as I can in to pursue my passions and. Life's too short to waste time trying to appeal to Darguth. He's a wizard for a reason. He sits and studies his books and thinks he knows everything and will never admit to errors. You can but, see why this Darguth perhaps was bothered by the fact that his former pet is now smarter than him. A, a cat has surpassed him in the arcane arts. Uh, ego, it's the death of us all. You know, having too big of an ego to, to admit you're wrong and to lose friends over such things. Why would anyone do that? Some behaviors of humans are puzzling to me. As a newly formed social creature, I don't fully understand uh, and empathize with the plights that humans go through. Who do you work for now? And halflings and dwarves. I, I'm being very um, marginalistic, I suppose, by just calling everybody humans. But you're all just a bunch of pink people to me. Who do you work for pink now? Who's, who do you answer to? Um, I, I work for the university. I... I don't answer to anybody uh, I, you know there is the dean and, and I need to get funding for my research projects so if I don't if I get funding and then don't do the research projects I suppose the people who provided me with funding will be very upset to me but I don't answer to them mm. but hanging around us is giving you what it, what is it you're getting from us why well, Why do a, you desire to I be needed, with remember us remember I, I, I you must have had a really long sleep we were heading to the same... I was heading to the ruins out in the desert. You guys were heading out to those ruins, too. I'm just going there to see what's there. It's a but fascinating that, part of the map. But that's my point, point. Or my point. If I hadn't... If we hadn't picked you up, how were you getting there? What was your plan? I was walking. My good leg and my bad leg. A good old-fashioned way. Well, you need to understand this is how I... This is how I feel... <laughs> this is how I feel out the kittens. Uh, in my life that I run into that can talk or any other creature for that matter. I need to know what your motives are. This little band of adventurers we have here well, it's a it's hard to describe uh, but we really trust each other and that's about it and we're looking to do more good in this world than not and strangers have have screwed us in the past I'm not saying you've done that but you may have to work a little harder to earn our trust. Mine in particular. Well, how about how about this? Um, um, let me give you a little gift. He, he, he sort of takes over in his backpack, and it, all he's got is papers in there. And he takes one particular scroll out, and he hands it to you. And he says, here, take this as a gift. We have many... The wizards of, of Arcanum Universalis, uh, they study magic and learn to do it through repetition and practice. And it seems to me that you are more along the lines of those born with the natural aptitude for feeling the mana waves in the air around us. And and generally speaking, those we have those folks back in Principal City, but they're usually exiled uh, because they're very dangerous. Um, 
but it's for their own good as well as the good of the people. Um, but I have a great respect for what you do, but um, we put some of our magic that we learn on scrolls. This is a scroll with magic on it. If you perform what's written in here, it will cast the spell. And this is my gift to you. Maybe you'll find a good use for this. What does it do? Uh, I know. What does this one do? Uh, I'm just, uh, sorry. Try, buying time giving you this explanation. So oh. I can no. <laughs> <laughs> but then I keep slowing down. Um, it's a scroll of of this a magical spell we call blinking blink i can blink just fine at least with this eye no no not for eyeball blinking um basically it allows you to to teleport a short distance to get yourself out of danger i heard of this at the solar mines but we didn't call it blinking Do so want- for 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 what for 1 minute you'll blink out of a, you'll blink out of the material plane and enter into ethereal plane and then on your turn, you know, for the next couple of seconds, you can run to another spot, and then you can return back to the material plane right after. You can do, you can keep blinking around like this for a whole minute, just like your shrinking spell. Um, can I hold? Once it? you cast the, once you cast the spell, the scroll will be consumed, so you only have one use of it. But perhaps you can wait till a time you have, you can study, and perhaps you could learn the spell and retain it for yourself. Uh, in the future. May I hold it? It's yours. It's my gift to you. All right. Hopefully I'm you'll trust me a little better. Gonna reach out and take it and go unroll it. I'm gonna look at it and say, if, so you're saying if I read these words, I will, as you put it, blink out. Yes. You will you will enter the ethereal plane. It's not 100% reliable, you have to channel the energy by rolling a d20, and on a roll of 11 or higher, <laughs> you enter the ethereal plane. Then. But you keep trying. This isn't a trick. Seconds. No tricks, okay? No, no, this is a sp- I'm giving you a spell. I'm sharing my knowledge with you. I'm hoping you can teach me that reduced reduction spell. I would be very interested to know what sort of mimetic and somatic uh, and any verbal r- requirements there are in order to cast a spell, and I could document that. If, you, if you're willing, but I don't want this to feel like a strings attached thing, so if you feel like sharing your knowledge with me, great. If not, here's a gift for you. The blink spell. Alright, I take it. I tuck it into my robe. I look at him for a second. I raise my right hand. I swirl it around once and go... And he shrunk. He's like, oh my god! This is so cool! <laughs> <laughs> he looks at his paws. He starts running around, moving around. He's he's super tight. So he's already like two and a half feet tops now. He's he's basically one and a quarter foot. That's the spell. He, he comes up to your calf, like your knee, if you were to stand up. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, you're so big. Okay, I squat down <laughs> next so to him. Cool. I squat down next to him and say, um, this is me showing you my magic. And you yes, can, but how do you cast it? You can trust like, me to not do anything weird here. I'm trusting you that this scroll right here isn't going to cause, you know, Stanley to bleed from his anus or something. <laughs> he starts laughing. You have a funny sense of humor. All right, let me start writing down my feelings right now. And he opens up his notebook and he starts recording his thoughts about, you know, what he's feeling in this shrunken form. Okay. Um. All right, so this conversation carries on, yeah. and eight hours goes by. 
And um, as it turns out, he's actually not too bad of company in terms of relating to you on the magic front. Um, but he pesters you the whole time. I don't know if he's, you want to talk to him for a long time or not, but he insists on continuing conversing with you for as long as you'll let him. It's okay, because the time's got to pass either way, and I'm just watching, and, and I'm not seeing anything happen, I guess. Like, nothing weird is happening outside. Yeah, And, and each one by one, the rest of the party begins to wake up around dinner time, uh, and you guys hear Nash and gnashing buttons you know conversing <laughs> engagingly like they're you know there's like two friends and they're talking amongst themselves and you hear them and you're not involved in it they just seem to be in this own their own little magical <sighs> conversation world as you wake up right okay yeah so the rest of the party you're awake you can eat supper everyone's quite hungry everyone's slept well it's different <laughs> well thank you <laughs> Mm, I'm gonna stop, I guess. It's cramped, and I'm not used to the. How does it give? The floor. Yes, it, it has. It doesn't. A, doesn't give. Has has a a motion though. Whenever anyone moves, the entire mobile is. Oh, because it's to simplify it. You see the the four wheels. Yes. Around, it's balanced on those four wheels. Suspended, if you will. Yeah. Varel. So anyone moves, it jostles. Varel, there's an ancient text that I also was given in the Solar Mines. I lost it before I could come here, but I'll never forget the words. If it's a rockin', don't come knockin'. I think they're referring to that that you just described. The motion of the mobile. It's the. John asks out of campaign. Is the. <laughs> Is the solar mines a frat house? <laughs> <laughs> it's Brown old ass. it's old ancient cultures and new cultures mixed and nobody quite knows where any of these stories come from, but they're they're out there, man. And I don't know the real meaning of it. I just know that it sounds it sounds like it's related to what Varel is talking about. That's all. I mean, I'd say if we're driving, yeah. No one should probably come up to the vehicle. Good advice. It's, Thank you. It serves me well. Yes, let's see that. Uh, food time, perhaps. I like the sound of that. Sleep, and then we'll get on our way. Sounds like a plan. I'll go over and gather up a little bit of breakfast for myself. I'll get some food as well. Yep. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to whisper something to, to Stanley. Um, I sit down with him. I have food as well. And I go, Stanley, uh, our little desert rat friend, uh, the cat, uh, gave me a little something. And uh, it's, it's got magical properties. I just want to make sure you are, you're aware of it as kind of our de facto leader in some ways. And I don't want you to be alarmed if you find out that this was given to me if you have any misgivings about the cat or his intentions but I have a scroll here that apparently once I read it it will cast some pretty some pretty interesting magic magic I currently don't have any control over or have any knowledge of uh, I think I trust him in this regard but I, I you should at least be aware that I have something in my coat he calls blink can I see it yes I'm going to take it out hand it over to you that's it and he says if I read it 
blink out of existence as far as others are concerned. Perhaps enter a, a new plane of existence, if only temporarily. This could be useful in the right situation. Can I do an arcana check to see if I've ever run into like a spell scroll or anything like that before? Or have um, any so it's, it's, it's important uh, to note um, if it is a, if it's on your spell list. That's an important thing in 5e. Um, so let me just take a look here. Uh, is blink on the bard list? It is not. So as you look at the as you look at the scrolls, it sort of hurts your eyes, and it's difficult to sort of make out what's on the scroll. You can't, uh, you can't, you can't read it. Do I have any knowledge of how scrolls would work, though? Mm, um, I don't know. I don't. I would say new, because you're not like you regularly learn your magic from any sources of written. Right. But it's a similar feeling as to how when you were in the black mine and found that book and found you, which I think you still have, the last few pages described a ritual and the letters were just moving and swirling and giving you a headache and you couldn't read it. It's the same thing here. You can't, your brain cannot comprehend what's written written down here. The letters move and escape from your vision and make it, uh, sabotage your ability to read it essentially. Shouldn't that be true of me? True of me also, because I'm not a wizard. Uh, Blink is on the sorcerer spell list. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there are spells. Sorry, just for everyone's benefit, five E. There's a, a master list of spells. The different classes might have a limitation on what spells they have access to. Right. Pretty much all do, except wizard, I think. Mm. But even then, wizard can't learn cleric spells. So, okay. okay. So if you see a scroll or a book of a magic that isn't in your class's list. You can't read it. Okay. Okay. It, I mean, it seems magical in nature, Nash, but this doesn't make any sense to me. So you don't see the words here? No. All right, I've heard tale of this. I can see them, and I think I can cast this, but this also helps confirm that it is, it is the magic I think it is, and it could benefit us. If it's a question of trust, I don't see any reason why you should necessarily doubt him. I feel like we should maybe be careful how much information we share with him, considering the company he potentially keeps, but he's proven himself to simply be interested in knowledgeable pursuits, and he did rush out there, granted for his own reasons, right along with me to try to rescue the rest, and I think that has to account for something. Yeah, I tend to agree. I had a long conversation with him last night. By the way, he won't shut up. He's a huge talker. So just know that next time you're doing uh, guard duty, prepare for the long, the long uh, dark night. Because he'll talk and talk and talk and talk. As, but, and as you guys said said yeah. this, uh, Tedna takes his food that he's eating, the left of it, just throws it out the window, gets up, brushes past you kind of brusquely to the front seat in the driver's chair. He's like, all right, is everyone ready to go? Let's, let's go. We should get going. Yeah, I think we're ready. What's the hurry, Tedna? No hurry. Let's just get going. That's the definition of hurry, you little shit. Why do you want to get out of here so fast? We're just, we've been sitting here long enough, man. Like, uh, Let's just go. We got to get moving. Right, Hope? 
Yeah, we gotta get going. All right, he's like everyone get in. He start. He puts the car up, <coughs> puts it in the drive, and starts driving off. The truck starts moving. There's sort of this. There's this menace. <laughs> the drive is going. It's intense and fast and sudden, and you just unceremoniously you're just on the road again. Okay. I keep eating. Yeah, no need to stop. Yeah. All right, guys. So, um, how, do, do folks have the map open? Uh, I do. I think the travel. Mm-hmm. I do have it. So we're about three or four hexes away from from the teat. That's going to be you said an hour or two out. No, two hours per square. So you're about eight hours away from the teat. Kristen is as the master pilot who's in control of Tedna for the most part. I mean, if he goes in a direction you don't want to go, you will definitely veto the hell out of it. Um, where would you like the fate for it to go? Um, straight shot to the teat. Okay. So, um, can we get some rolls as we move along? Yes. They were uh, D12s or D10s? Mm, D12. All right. Got a 10. So be, okay. Eight. No, just from Chris. Oh, sorry. I thought you said everyone. <laughs> a six. Okay. So that's four hours of driving. Seven. Okay. And then a ten. All right. So the rest of the journey happens with that event. You're now in the vicinity of the teeth. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> so as, as um, on the horizon you begin to see the outline of what might be a settlement. It's very faint, very small. And um, I guess you guys are carrying on your conversation, whatever. Now you guys woke up around dinner time, so with eight hours, it's now nighttime. So what you actually see on the horizon is a small glow of a settlement on the horizon. And at this point, Bubbles sort of speaks up and he says, "Um, has anyone here ever been to the teat? Nash, have you been to the teat? No. <coughs> no. Uh, Stanley, have you been to the teat? No, I don't think any of us have buttons. Hope, have you been to the teat? No. I'm just going to ask everybody. Pharrell, have you been to the teat? <laughs> no. Tedna, have you been to the teat? Uh, no, no, man. <laughs> and what about, what about Bok-Bok? Bok-Bok? Where's, where's your friend Bok-Bok? <laughs> Pharrell, where's Bok Bok? Where is Bok Bok? Bok Bok? He's probably humping someone's leg. He's around. <laughs> Did you lose Bok Bok, though? There's nothing, there's no response. Bok Bok? I think it happened again, says Nash. I think we lost him. Um. Well, he's a free spirit. Um, Bok Bok will return in time. (laughs) I do hope he did not sleep by the pile outside, hoping that I was in the pile, or I slept inside, without telling him. Oh, that's an unfortunate mistake. Should we go back and get him, since he's your friend, and he, he saved you 
from you know he brought you the fate four you said the, with the jeweler and then he saved you from from a, a paladin or some guy with armor what, what did you guys call him and he did a lot for you to help save you guys well let's check the exterior first and I will exit the vehicle Okay. Oh, the... Tedna to stop the vehicle. <laughs> Put a like pat Tedna's shoulder right. and right. vehicle, the vehicle comes to a halt, he just sort of like breaks he breaks very hard and everyone sort of lurches forward a bit and he just breaks it. Puts it in the park kind of aggressively and just like crosses his arms and silently sits at the front. Now um uh, Varel exits immediately once the car stops. You sort of jump out even before, you know, coming to a rolling stop. And you look around, you take a brief look, and uh, you hear. Bok Bok, where are you? You've been run over, and I run to the front of the car. <laughs> you run to the front of the car, and you don't find any sign of Bok Bok, but the sound of, the sound of his breathing is less quieter oh 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 the back of the car okay <laughs> you run to the back of the car and then there you see a, a completely covered in dirt and dust bok bok with his hands on the the bumper um <laughs> it looks like he's been hanging off of it for eight hours and he's like <laughs> weak almost <laughs> like oh and i'll, and I'll scoop him up bok bok you poor fool in Goblin, what he's like he's, he's, he's limp in your hands. He's like, hey, 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 you you leave, you leave me. Run. No, Bok Bok. No, no, no answer. We were inside the vehicle, Bok Bok. Inside the vehicle, Bok Bok said. <laughs> I for one, right, I for one, am impressed with the little guy. That's amazing. I will re-enter the vehicle. Where was he? Holding on to the back. Poor, confused Bok Bok. This for whole time. Forgot that we were inside the vehicle, and that's how we leave. Well, let's give him some water if we can. I'll put him on the workbench and. You put him on the workbench, and a few uh, good berries sort of fall out of his loincloth. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick them up and put them in his own mouth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you put them in his mouth and then wash it down with some water. Bok Bok was He's still unconscious, but you know, he's going to have to... This poor little guy, he needs sleep, it looks like. Yeah, well, un... Does he still have his bear skin cape? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I, w- I will tuck it around him. And isn't there like a storage area up on the top? Sure, yeah. I'll put him in the bear and grab one of the pillows and stuff it in there. <laughs> well, apparently we must check for Bok Bok. There's an ancient saying in the solar mines... Try not to leave Kevin at home again. I don't know what it means, but perhaps it applies here. Who's Kevin? I don't know. It, it had something to do with being left home alone. And uh, people leaving someone who was important. And Bok Bok is, of course, 
you know, he's become important to us. So don't leave Kevin at home. Well, uh, not to interrupt or anything, but I was trying to drive at a point before the unfortunate business with your, your little green friend. Um, and, and that's um, my understanding about the teat is that uh, it's the, 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 the berg surrounding it, Trashburg, you're quite poor there. So I don't know if we want to roll up into town in the, this vehicle, I guess is what I'm driving at. We may want to find a place to park it. Not close, so it doesn't, it doesn't get robbed or taken advantage of or stolen. They're, the people of Trashburg are really poor. In fact, um, Stanley, uh, you should probably take off some of your clothes. Do you have anything? Can you dress down a little bit? I snap my fingers and all the white, clean-looking, pristine clothes dirty and dust and look tattered now. That's not going to be enough. Even I'm guessing. I'm guessing based on what I read. I mean, but, you know, I just want to make sure we don't run into any trouble while we're there. It's going to be a kind of a rough place. Now, if I go in, I'd probably sneak in with a little hood and try not to let anyone see me because, you know, they'll be they'll try and sell me as like some magical pet. But there's a whole bunch of us here now. He actually, from his bag, he pulls out like a Jedi looking or sand people looking, you know, uh, robe and he starts tying it up and putting it over his head and his little, his little walking stick. He's like, see, there you go. I'm all, I'm all disguised up. I'll go ahead and pull the, the hood on the cape and all of that up over and try to make myself look a little tattier, hide the finer parts of the clothes. Very good, very good. So, so we should leave the vehicle here. Do you, Varel, Hope, do you have any ideas on on how we can hide the vehicle? Seems a a, a bit ahead of our steps. What is our plan in the teat in the first place? Where are we going for these uh, somethings? <laughs> well, there's the lady in red. If she's still there. That, that is vengeance speaking. I mean your gifts of which you bound your soul. Well, I figure when she's dead, I'll get my gifts. Stanley, what do you know of these items that we seek? We didn't get much more than it's here. Um, I would be woefully uh, disinterested in coming between hope and revenge for this particular matter. Nash, do you remember anything from your meeting with the goat? My meeting with the goat <clears throat> was mostly about dragons. I'll be of little use to you here. He didn't give us much to go on besides the item's location, so I figure at the very least we know exactly what we're looking for with the woman in red, and we find her, perhaps we can kill two birds with one stone. Uh, buttons. Um, yes. Who controls the teat? Um, well, it's uh, the Guzzle Gang. Uh, Suckmaster Din. Yes, the Suckmaster. But who controls the Suckmaster? Um, well, no one controls the Suckmaster. That's the 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 Lord of 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 the teat. Yeah. Is and he... he is poor as well? <laughs> is he no, the... no, no. No, the Guzzle Gang is a ruling class. It's sort of a um, 
a serfdom in a way, I suppose you could say, or fiefdom. fiefdom. What's the right word for it? Um, but the, the people are like serfs. You know, they give everything for their lord, and the lord lives in opulent wealth and with a, a strong guard and army, and, and is protected in that way, right? But uh, most of the actual work is done by the impoverished, who live around Trashburg and go to the refinery to toil away, separating all the the, the sand and and um, you know, refine the oil, refine all that sediment out of the oil to make usable oil that we can send to pristine and we can send to principal city. And it's used in, in a lot of the vehicles. They're a, they're a major supplier of oil for the principal, uh, for, for principal city, I mean, <clears throat> and for and the region. A thought occurs to me then, why would we start this mission at the bottom? Why not start at the top? Why not process into town? We have a vehicle that will shock and awe the serfdom. We have gold from our previous adventures. Why not build directly to the Suckmaster as the masters of this land that we are? Well, uh, under what pretense would we? they lower the drawbridge for us? Or the Lizard the, King the... requires oil for his vehicles. Hmm, okay, okay. I do see a level of logic there. We are more likely to pass as wealthy and noble than fit in with the rabble on the outside. I fear if we enter as the rabble, we will once again be forced to kill our way to the top instead of starting at the top. We're killing our way there, and why not just uh, exit as heroes or um, villains or whatever the town may make of us at that point? Either way, we didn't have to kill all the locals to get there. What do you know about the Guzzle Gang, Buttons? Um, not much, just that they're the ruling uh, party. Um, I believe the Teat once belonged to a more traditional royalty, uh, but that stuff's a little lost to time, and it was taken over by a ruthless, wandering band of marauders called the Guzzle Gang. And they just turned and set up shops. So they rule, but have a mentality and social structure similar to a wild gang of marauders you know where might makes right and and uh, you 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 earn what you take from people hmm. sounds like they're going to try to rob us yeah Isn't i mean that what we're I, I only to do? know i only know what i know from bucks if I, so... I would i would encourage this is just me again and I, I, I realize i recognize that you're all very powerful, and but I am not. So my approach to most matters of strange areas would be to to hide and observe and find out who it's safe to speak to, and who it's safe to interact with, and you know find my safe safe spots, and then move along. We're just really there to to pick up resources, aren't we? And then move along to the ruins. Why do we need to go to the castle and bug them? You always end up going to the castle. No, but, but it sounded like this one has, um, you guys have, are you assassins? I won't say anything, I swear, I won't say anything, if you, if you guys are assassins, don't say anything more, uh, I'll take off, I don't have to, oh, I don't we'll need to be, smile a little, she'll try to suppress it, but, I don't want to know any more information, but it sounded like, it just sounded like maybe you guys were up to something that is not part of, within the scope of the things I'd like to do, so, if you guys have, Something important to do. Maybe 
I'll just go off on my own. I mean, we're, look, we can assassin. Yes, we can assassinate, but we're not necessarily ass- assassins. We're treasure hunters. And That's a bit of word that, uh, word that salad that <laughs> fighting. Word salad. Well, you're trying to say you can assassinate people, but not call yourselves assassins. But if you assassinate people, you're assassins. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, I'll give you gold, and I'll let me be on my way. Buttons, we're not assassins. We're here for treasures and to find somebody. But it has been our experience that any time we walk into a civilized place, a civilized place, people inevitably try to kill us. But she said she was going to kill someone. Because when they try to kill us, we kill them first. It just is the way it goes sometimes. Can't she speak for herself? Are you going to go kill someone, Hope? I'll just stay quiet. (laughs) Hope will stare down the cat, though. Got a very bad feeling about this. I should have told you in our discussion on the roof that this is kind of what you signed up for when you came with us. Look, if you guys have some important business to take care of, let's find a nice inn or something to stay at, and I'll stay there and read books. I don't really want to be out in public while I'm there. Because, you know, being a cat and all. So there are nice inns. There isn't a nice inn, but I'm sure there's a place that we can find to, to rent. You guys have money, right? Like none of the people here have money. I bet you we can buy one of the buildings for for you know a couple thousand gold or something. Some we'll find something. I don't know if there's a nice inn, but why don't we go to Malinar's Bazaar and just find a nice place to lay low? If you have business in the town, go take care of it. I don't want any part of any violence. And then, and then we can be on our way to the ruins, so I can explore the ruins. That's really what I'm in here. That's really what I want to do. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be a part of a, a royal dinner or an assassination or, or I don't know, <laughs> just any killing. It's not, <laughs> not my thing. Please. There is a chance, Varel, that if we go up loud and noisy, that they simply try to take everything we have. You will most certainly be outnumbered. Yes, but they are not allied with the principle. That doesn't necessarily mean they won't try anything. I mean, I'm fine leaving the car. We don't need to bring that. I I, I actually know something on that, Varel. They're not allied with the principle, but they do trade with them. I don't think that they would be in the habit of betraying... Who they, who their, we principal city just based on pure population alone must be their biggest client that they do trade with. So I'm not sure what that means, your comment, but I wouldn't make any bets assuming they wouldn't protect the principal's interest because that's their trade partner. His cogs are going a maximum. <laughs> Stanley, I find secrecy difficult. This cat confuses me. It makes me feel things. I'm sorry, I don't mean to make you angry, Varel. Cats I'm make sorry. you feel sorry. things, um, uh, Let's see. Uh, um, can you read in common? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, um. Well, I have. Um. I have here is a he sort of flips through his uh, backpack and looks. I have here a wonderful uh, book in here that I use for light reading. I, I quite enjoy it. Um. It's a little thick, and he sort of pulls it out, and he's like, "But it's it's a nice story. W- would you like to have a, a a gift? I can loan it to you. You can give it back to me when you're done." Kind of stagger back, putting <laughs> his hands up like it's some sort of cursed object, and just. I, I need to breathe, and I'll and head outside. <laughs> Morel does not do well with the indirect approach to things. Um, what's indirect? Look, I'm I know I'm new around you guys, but what's indirect about finding an, an, a place to a safe place to hole up, and then we can conduct our business and be on our way. Well, Varel's method would be to walk into the middle of town, yell, pay attention to me really loud, and then demand the things he wants. (laughs) That's not going to work. Maybe he should stay out here and not come with us. No, we'll need him. Like I said, we have a natural tendency to draw in people wanting to murder us everywhere we go. Hope we'll go outside at this point. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to break, you know... Put, put such a sour mood on everything. I just thought maybe we'd discuss a strategic approach that in unison together. But um, I, I'm sorry I brought it up, I guess. It's fine. We'll figure something out. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go outside. sit in the corner and be quiet okay. and let you uh, sort out with your friends. Vorel, how you holding up, buddy? It's very frustrating. I... He is principal allied and wants to maintain trade with his teat friends. I find it abhorrent. I find it uh, villainous. He is against our goals. Uh, this, By the way, this, this would probably echo the end of the car. I, I wouldn't be being quiet or anything. About it. <laughs> and he's a scholar and will abandon us at the first sight of any trouble. I agree, Varel, but we have to at least exercise some subtlety. He's the only one that has any idea of what we're walking into. I mean, if what we ran into with Slavetown was any indication, none of this is going to go how we expect, and that thing went south as soon as we did start acting on more open and aggressive methods. They they put us in a cage and made us fight. That was their first order. And then they expected us to what? Uh, open a shop? What was, what was the end goal of the judging circle? Until we started asking questions, we made it nowhere. I think, I mean, it got us a free room. It gave us a place to stay. It wasn't until Nash started burning down the town that it all went to hell. We had a solution, but the aggressive forward motion of the team is what ruined Slave Town for everybody. Well, it's, it's a drug problem. I speak up, a, bit, a little bit miffed at this. I, it wasn't my fault. She gave me something. That's, Out the window? It, <laughs> he's, just, he's been listening at the window this whole time. Yeah, well, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Those were drugs! <laughs> then I walk away. Yes, they drugged. They, 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 the town drugged our companion. And 
Thank Look, you, Varel. You and Nash are blunt instruments, and we need precision at the moment. Not to be too harsh, obviously, I think I enjoy your company, but the truth is, Slave Town was a complete failure, and our people are still chained up because the two of you couldn't control yourselves and act accordingly. We had plenty of methods to try to get our people back. But between Nash burning down the town and you breaking through walls and chasing down people, we suddenly became public enemy number one and no amount of goodwill was going to get anybody back. It was bad town. <laughs> I agree, Stanley, yes. It's, it's frustrating. It's so what what the cat suggests you agree with then that we we enter under the cover of darkness and buy a house in the slums and become mud farmers? Well, we, we can't even afford a house. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? We could become fife farmers. Fife farmers? Yeah. What's fife? The, the fiefdom, I guess they just said fiefdom. Oh, <laughs> okay. You're using that weird word, fife Hope farmer. says that jokingly, but I guess that's not too funny to Varel. <laughs> Varel, all I'm saying is that if we go in there and we announce our presence, we are probably going to be robbed and attacked immediately. Let's at least figure out, get a lay of the land, find out what we're dealing with, and maybe the direct approach will be the correct one for once. But right now, I just, we don't know what we're walking into. I agree. But we should not wait past the point of denial this time. That's what caused the powder keg of Nash, if you were to call it such, the blunt instruments, Nash and myself, to burst forth. The plan went awry, and we were embedding ourselves deeper into principal culture, of which I am not a fan of. Fair enough. But sometimes you do have to work the system. You have befriended a cat from the city. You say you hate. He hasn't given me any reason to doubt him. He's All he's doing, whether we like the news or not, is telling us to use caution. No, certainly, and I was mentioning to, it was Burrell. Oh. He's so upset about Principal City, but here you are, harboring a cat from the very place. Oh, I'm aware, and I... I'm very mixed on the subject. I... I have... I have experience with the Arcanum Universalist. And... He is likely trustworthy, though will abandon us again, I will say. At the first sign of any trouble, any call, any money slipping through, and leave us in our current predicament. 
You knew the university. Have you ever been to Principal City? No, I... I was... You think it's common for one such as myself to read common? To, to speak? To trade among multiple cultures? I had students of the university study my tribe when I was young. One took a particular shine to me as a sort of project, and then left. When his research was done, he left, leaving me alienated, smelling strange of elves and humans, with a language and knowledge that was odd and foreign. I wandered alone for a time. Granted, I learned skills from him that I used to manage my own, but that's why you find me estranged from my own people. I was a project, a pet project in my youth. And I had no idea. Yeah! <laughs> I had no idea that this this university was part of principle. He wore yellow. I knew not his name. And he left. What? Uh, was he an elf? Or was he a human? I hardly knew the difference. I would assume... I know not. It, I was three. I, I was full grown at three, as my people are, but young and inexperienced, and, well, he was very interesting with his words and his doodads. Well, it's, it's understandable why you have that reluctance, Pharrell, but... I'm not putting too much faith into into Buttons getting us out of any scrapes. He certainly didn't aid me too much beyond company, getting you two out of where you were. But that doesn't mean I don't think that his concern or encouragement for caution is any less genuine. Let's perhaps head out on foot, find a place where we can keep the Fate Four hidden and out of sight, and just see what the lay of the land is. If we feel that coming back and storming the gates is the right way to go, I'd be obliged to go that way. But let's at least get an idea before we go in there and give them all our money, our vehicle, and possibly our lives. We should... I agree. We should make one more precaution, though, if we are to go through with this quieter plan. The previous town was made of wood. This one sits above oil. Nash should be... further controlled. Did you listen in on that part too, Nash? <laughs> um, I'm looking at rocks. What's going on? Nash, remember the last town. We're going to sneak in. They they wish to be... Uh, what was the word, Stanley? Subtle. Subtle. Hmm. 
this town is more flammable than the last. Oh, I see what you guys are saying. You think, you think I'm going to burn it either because uh, I blame it on drugs or just because I threw a torch somewhere or maybe, I, maybe there's some sort of dragon stuff going on. I see how it is. Well, what if I told you I know how to be subtle? What if, what if I told you I've got all kinds of subtlety? Nat Mag- check. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to try, you're trying to figure out if he's being subtle right now? I want to know if he thinks he's telling the truth about his ability to be subtle, because I don't okay. think he does. Make, make your roll. Uh, that's going to be a 13. Okay. Um, uh, you believe that he believes what he's saying is true. Nash, I still think you are a blunt instrument, but I have seen restraint from you since we started traveling. You have come a long ways since the days of knocking out your allies by rushing headlong into battle. If you tell me you can be subtle, then I would like to see it. Well, then allow me to prove it. This sounds like the perfect mission for that. And I can be subtle. I can be as subtle as any other. It doesn't have to all be fire and brimstone with me. It doesn't just mean fire magic. It means not picking a fight with somebody you see because they looked at you. <laughs> this, uh, this I know is a problem with me, but I can do it. I know that I can do it, and it means our survival, so I know I can do it. It means if you tell someone you're going to go do something and tell them you went and did it, you will come back and tell them. Okay. W- what if, uh... <laughs> You know, what if something like, uh, I don't know, what, what if somebody says something terrible to, to, to Hope or, or to you? Am I to just stand there and, and take it and not, not speak up? If we can take it directly, you can take it indirectly. This deal should Believe go, in you, Nash. This deal should go both ways, though. You agree, Stanley. And perhaps Hope. Still unsure. That you agree that if this reaches the boiling point, that Nash and I are allowed to destroy the town. That seems extremely opposite of what I'm asking you to do. What if we rolled that back, maybe not quite so loud, what if we rolled that back to instead of destroy the town you are then free to act in a more aggressive, less subtle manner. Okay, deal. Okay, Buttons, you had a word. Uh, Buttons is inside the Fate 4. No, no, I'm just talking about Buttons. But, okay. Uh, Buttons had a word with you. Uh, a word, a, a, a magic keyword. Perhaps we should have one of those. Lemon tree. Yes, yes. Perhaps we should have a, a unleashing word that means... Nash and I no longer have to hold back and we are all in agreement that this is a problematic situation that no longer requires subtlety. We can use lemon tree again. Okay. <laughs> Nash. It's too many syllables. Say, Sorry, go ahead. What? Uh, that, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Can't if we just it's say... It's worth doing. It's worth the syllables saying. But it doesn't yield us any additional time. It takes time away from a much-needed reaction. 
The word is lemon tree, Nash. Exercise subtlety now and go with the plan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nash and I will hold back on the ridiculousness of this upcoming town and its political machinations. But when we hear lemon tree, we will smash and burn to the ground. <laughs> now, can we say, can I say lemon tree? Can Varel say lemon tree? Or is it? Oh, <laughs> I don't I think, think it's so. I think it's a word so, for but... them to Stanley. <laughs> only, <laughs> only Stanley Hope can, can say. Can Hope say lemon tree? Hope can say lemon tree. It's I'm, starting I'm to sound weird. Lemon tree. It's starting to sound like a, a, a an ability. It should sound weird. You're going to have to notice it and say, right, that means I do something. All right. <laughs> I can do this. Varel, we can do this. Okay. All right. How do I subtle? <laughs> well, mostly it's standing there quietly. As a lizard? Yes. If this is good enough? Just stand there. Oh. Just, and when everyone... Stanley nods, if someone looks at you, just nod at them. But some little man or cat or some other object is always like, Oh, it's a big lizard. How did you get here? What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'd like to destroy your fine town. And That's why you stay quiet. Then quiet, quiet. Yes. That's frustrating. Anytime <laughs> you think I would like to destroy the town, simply say out loud, and a good how do it, you do to you. It harbors supplies. There would be no kidnapping. We'd John, still be Hillgard. Make them practice. Okay. We, we'd well, still be in the Hillgard. We're going to test. At it. the table, if there was not fuel to run the goblin cars that was traded to the principal city, this place is in alliance. Girl. If this place, okay, so let's assume we do take the town, right? We destroy it, wipe it off the face of the earth. What army do you have to protect the land from the principal coming here and reestablishing power no. to control the, no. the, the my, oil? My, my point, my idea is to roll in the town because we are building an army that requires fuel to move it. And we would prepare to make such deals through Stanley. To, to make such deals as to pull away from principal's business, correct? But using the subtlety plan, we are going to go into town, things will go always wrong, and we will end up burning it down. That That is my argument. Well, we'll try not to burn it down. That's the whole subtle approach. We're not gonna, we're gonna do our best not to burn it down. So, Varel. Okay. If somebody comes up to you and goes, Wow, a fantastic lizard man. How are you? I'm so happy to see you. What are you going to say? How do you do? <laughs> Perfect. It's well done. What do you great. what do you have any preferences for my response? Especially to jackasses in this town. What would you You should say as little as possible. I will nod if I am expected to speak. I will Speak in short words and adhere to your request for subtlety. Try not to be insulting. I think I can do it. Unless you think they would want to be insulted. <sighs> you know what? Don't think too much about it. Try not to be insulting. Try to think about what you want to say and say the opposite. Okay, one more question about <laughs> lemon tree. 
That won't go wrong. <laughs> this land, this wasteland that we inhabit, hasn't seen a proper lemon tree. In fact, for all I know, it's legend only. Right. Why lemon tree? Because it doesn't come up in casual conversation. Oh, so for wait. For that exact reason. So the rarity of a lemon tree actually supports your argument as to why that should be our our word. Yes. Our term. Okay. Yes, we will make a... Uh, an adaptation. If we enter the town and it is full of lemon trees, we will change our word. So if I said gritty, dirty rock, that'd be too, that's too common where we live now. That's no right. good. Okay. All right. Because somebody could throw something at you and you'd say, Stanley, what was that? And I'd say, well, it was a gritty, dirty rock. And next thing I know, you're tearing apart the town. Well, I used to think the term uppity half elf was rare, but I no longer believe that now. Experience has shown me <laughs> that that's more common than I thought. So, lemon tree it is. Lemon it's tree. Your day every day <laughs> for at least a thousand days and a thousand <clears throat> nights. And possibly eternity after, Nash. Uh, <laughs> Killed Scott. Sorry. <laughs> for the audio listeners, Scott's like crouched over laughing. <laughs> He's Are done. you still wearing your, your shoulder bag? No, yes, but it's just because there's nowhere to put it. <laughs> How long have you had a shoulder bag? The on? whole the whole show. It's just sitting here. It's just hanging here. What's in the bag? I brought my um my iPad Pro so I could draw like maps we were in oh, and okay. encounters cool. and stuff, and I just haven't used it. So yeah. I guess you bring a bag when you don't have like a desk or anything nearby to put your stuff on. So sorry, I don't mean to. No, no, no it's not good. I just, it looks like I'm... You're sitting in your chair wearing a shoulder bag. You just look like you're prepared to. Show's over. Yeah, yeah boom, get, get out of here. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. That was fantastic. That was some brilliant performance. This is a good episode uh, of my favorite Netflix show. Are we... <laughs> I haven't said anything for 30 minutes, I don't think. Are we going to park first, or, or, or are we gonna? Are we done? What are we doing? It's up to you guys. The we town is on the find horizon. A place where we can hide, at least keep the car out of sight. We don't want anybody snooping around. Any rock outcroppings or anything? If I look out across um, the desert. Perception. 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 Inspiration. Ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, you scan the horizon and towards the area reaching town, you do see there's a rock cropping um, where you could potentially park the car out of view of the teat, although it might be open and exposed on the other side. Um, but perhaps with a bit of canvas or if you have some covering, you might be able to camouflage it. Cool. All right, so we'll drive it to that outcropping right there. We'll cover it up and then we'll check into town. All right, you drive it, yeah. Oh, you asking the party? Sorry. Yeah. Consulting. Yeah. Seems like a good idea. The only other thing we have to figure out before we head out is who all are we bringing? Yes. Perhaps. Uh, we should have someone stay with the with the fab the fab four the. <laughs> we should leave Tedna and Bokbok. Tedna should stay. Tedna doesn't need to be out there. He doesn't. He's still inexperienced. We need someone to guard the truck. And Bok Bok's not exactly predictable. Tedna looks at look. Tedna. Uh, so you guys are outside, but you hear shifting from inside the vehicle. The door opens up, and Tedna goes, "Hell no! I'm not staying here in this truck." 
That would leave Bok Bok in charge of the truck, which... We could trust him with. He is emotionally fragile right now. He feels like he was abandoned. I certainly chucked him a great distance. He may feel a little handled at the moment. Would you like to stay until he wakes up? Could I find you in town? We could stay, because it's still dark outside, isn't it? It is dark. We, we could, could stay yeah. one last night. All right. It's about 11 o'clock-ish, because you woke up around dinner time. So five, six plus eight hours would make it midnight? Or one or two in the morning, even? Somewhere along those lines. It's nighttime. It's full-on nighttime right now. Somewhere between 12 and 2. Very well. We shall camp till afternoon, enter the town, see Bok Bok awake, and make sure he is emotionally sound to perform such a a duty. All right. Um, then everyone, so it's a full, you guys are going to take an eight-hour rest How many hours? I mean, should probably do a full one, right? Because we're about to go in here and be very subtle. Yeah, we're also going to set up the canvas. <clears throat> we just had a rest, but because we're traveling, you know, it's fine. We can do another one. That's okay. Yeah, we would take the time that we need to, to do the activities to help hide the vehicle and all of that. So I don't know if we're necessarily resting the entire time. But yeah, oh, yeah. probably until Bok Bok's awake again, which Let's he's say... going to be out for probably eight hours, right? Yeah, two to eight um, would put him at, put everyone that's up at eight or nine in the morning. Cool. Oh, sounds good. Okay. Um, so, everyone, you guys take that time. Um, what Do you know what you're using to cover up the side with? Um, I mean, I can press the digitate hmm. to make the Fate 4 extremely dirty to kind of give it a natural oh, camouflage. That's a good idea. Like extremely dirty, like, like look like it's covered in dirt or just... Yeah, because there are lots of car parts. Yeah. We don't have any... Nobody's got anything that does like a camouflage sort of charm deal that people just can't see it. No. I'd offer to bury the car. <laughs> that could make it look like it hasn't been used in a I mean, while. at least down to the wheels, right? So that the wheels aren't black against the yeah. rock. And then I like the idea of dirtying the side of it. Yeah, it's yeah, probably the best we can do because there's no like bushes or trees or anything we can tear down and make camouflage out of. So I would say hope on that suggestion. You would think that you could do it up to the wheels, but you want to be careful about getting sand and engine and parts. Oh, okay. not, not that's cool. not good for cars. So. so then I'd mark where on the wheel the dirt could come up to. Cool. All right, so you guys get busy doing that stuff, digging it down to camouflage the wheels. Uh, you press the digitate all over it. What what are you putting on it in terms of dirt? Mud? Uh, it... Yeah, Barf. dirt, mud, anything that matches what's in the area. Okay, so uh, you know it takes a considerable amount of time to do covering up all the place, but eventually you work your way through each square foot of the surface area that you have to cover, and it looks pretty dirty and covered, like an old rusted out, uh, broken down husk of a vehicle along the desert and the rock cropping you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a bit of rock so it moves up so it's it does conceal it somewhat and from a distance hopefully it looks like nothing all right well i think we've got this as good as it'll be yeah thank you all 
Perfect. Right. We need to have the talk with Bok Bok. Yep. Bok Bok's still sleeping. And you go to rouse him. He goes, ah, 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 ah. He turns over, a little sad looking, rolls away and turns his back to you, Varel, whenever you go and try to wake him. Is there no any chance he actually stays with this vehicle and doesn't follow us into town? Likely not. <laughs> Though, if... I mean, truth be told, the most logical person to stay here is Tedna, who's been trying to prove what a useful individual he would be to us, but uh, continues to do the opposite of what we would like him to. So I am under no illusion that he would actually stay. Yeah, I said it as loud enough for him to hear. So I don't know why any of us got stay, man. Let's go and do what we have to do in town, and then we'll come back. What do you have to do in town, Tedna? I'm going where Hope's going. All right, now he's just a creeper. I say we dump this load. A Tedna, what, what is Tedna doing for us? What advantage I'm do we have? I'm not being a creeper. I'm here to prove that I can be help out and be part of the fight. I'm not going to be any help sitting in a vehicle. If you, you guys are in trouble, I'm not going to know. And how am I going to defend it, one person? If a bunch of marauders come here to take the vehicle, it's as good as gone. There's no way I'm going to defend it. It's not. We need to stick together. That's how we're strongest. We should, should probably take Bok Bok with us, too. Button sort of perks up. He's got a bit of a point. I don't, I don't really know what one person's going to do against a band of marauders coming to take uh, your possessions. Not wrong. Yeah. So we all go? So, you know, think about what you're going to say before you start lashing out at me, okay, Stanley? I think Stanley's Excuse point me, was... If... I was not the hot-headed little whelp that heard about a fantasy little dream that didn't actually happen and pouted for the rest of the evening. Mm. Plus, my point was, you leave Fuck him off, here, and he, maybe... He steps out of the, he steps out of the vehicle, <laughs> and he start, he's like, I'm heading towards town. Let's go. Uh, boy. Boy. <laughs> what? What did you dream of? We're talking to, to Tedna. Tedna? Yeah. You just flip him off? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the opposite of subtle, Stanley. We have a problem. It wasn't considerate of us to not wonder what he dreamed of over there. We, we can ask him later. I... I can put him to sleep. Then he'd get new dreams. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I see. Thank you. Did you see all the uh, scrapes and cuts along his face and all of that? Mm. Yeah. I did, I did that. Yeah, good job on that. But here's the question. I pointed out while he's away. You sat what? and lectured Varel and I about our blunt instrument qualities and how that's going to be trouble for a subtle approach. I don't know that a hothead bird flipper like uh, Needle Boy over there is going to do us any good. We need but to stop. What good can I? He doesn't listen to a word anybody says. You and Vorel are actually capable of listening and understanding and reasoning. He's driven by hormones in his penis. <laughs> Specifically, the ones in his penis. Yeah, the ones in his penis. The ones in his ears, they're not guilty. Yeah. So that. that's why I say cast sleep on him, strap him to the table like you did me, and leave him here till we're done. And if marauders come. And they go home with a shiny new Tedna. Well, that's on them. No, look, I'll I'll take responsibility for him, okay? And I'll call out Tedna. 
and Sednik, stops. I'm sorry, and okay? Get, get, come back, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, and he, I hope you're doing all right. After. He, turn, he turns around and he starts making his way back to the truck, and he's like, I really think we should get going. I really, you know, I really do. Sorry, I ma- I'm sorry to make a scene. It's just, you know, it's that uh, that was there was some rough business back in the cave there. Are you all right, Tedna? Yeah, I'm fine. Fine. You're lucky Are she's you here. Are you're, you all right, Hope? You're lucky, Hope's nice. I'm fine. I was wondering um, if you if you have a minute, if, if I could if I could just talk to you. Yes, and I'll nod to the group and. All right, everyone else, headphones off. All right. All right. Takes you, and he starts speaking quietly to you. And he says, "You you mentioned in there that you got uh, you got somebody you need to take care of. What? You're here to you're here to, you're here to kill somebody. Oh yes, of course. I did I didn't know that. So that's the first thing. A lot about me you don't know. No, I know, but I, I just you know who who is he? What's he look like? Like I can I can help with this. Like just." It's not a guy, Tedna. It's a woman. Okay. She's wearing okay. red, and she killed my entire family. What's her name? I don't know. She wear she wearing red. She's wearing red. What kind she, of hair does she have? She wears bullets. I I don't know too much about it. All right. Well, that's what I want to do. Let's let's get this thing you need to get done done. I. I want to show these. I don't know why they're so mean to me all the time. Like uh, I know I'm a young guy, and but I'm I can fight, and I, I can kill, I can defend my home. And you drive the car great, and that's wonderful. Yeah. But we need you to keep a level head, okay? Don't go all running right. off without all everybody. Right. Right. You wait but, for me to give you the go ahead. But you know these guys—they—they they seem to take a you know a long time to kind of do things. If you have something that you just need somebody to get something done. And you need someone to go off on their own to do it, and you don't want them to ask questions or make a big debate about it. Like, I got you. So just you tell can me. Shoot a gun. You can shoot a gun. All right. I, mean, I was conscripted. I was was conscripted. You know, I did go on a few raids with the with the the nameless one. I have participated in combat before. And you've killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to town. We'll see what we can get you. All right. Just tell me who 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 you want me to, to to kill or who you want me to hurt, and I'll do it. All right. Sounds good. And I'll 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 just ignore the other guys. Not okay? entirely. This is a group, okay? There needs to be a little <clears throat> give and take. No, oh, I mean I'm just not going to let them get under my skin. Okay. I'll try to just be cool. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Well. Clap a hand on his shoulder in a very awkward older sister mm-hmm. kind of a way. Mm-hmm. He sort of, he just nods and sort of assumes a uh, like a just a not a neutral position, but you know he's just kind of a little awkward and a little like glad we had the talk, but looking making a show of being you know a little more determined or a little more okay. Um, um, uh, just on your side, you know, like it's that's sort of his body language, right? Companion quest, complete yeah. <laughs> level up. 
Maybe, maybe. So with that okay. said, though, you can return to the and sort of turn away and get people. Okay. Scott, <laughs> put your headphones on. Oh, hi. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Tedna and Hope turn back after their private hushed conversation, and he leans and sort of looks, you know, a little satisfied. Like, just, the conversation was good. And uh, Hope turns to the rest of the party. I don't know, what do you, they're all sort of looking in your direction, although they haven't heard what what was being discussed. Look at the cat and ask how we look. We ready for town? Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's probably as good as we're going to get as long as uh, maybe Mr. Stanley can press to digitate some more dirt on us. I know you've been press digitating the vehicle all night, but whatever you can do on the way to put more dirt on us, let's, let's look as filthy as we can. It's not a problem. And press to digitate everybody. They all get a layer of dirt. Nash gets a little poop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will scoop up Bok Bok if he lets me. Um, yeah, Bok Bok still actually looks... You go to move him and he goes... And you can tell he's in pain. Like he might have some broken bones. And he's... Uh, you pick him up and he's just he just seems to be like in pain and sickly. Doesn't, he doesn't look very healthy at all. He, don't, he doesn't look like he can walk right now. Stanley, is there anything you can do for Bok Bok? Um, I can't gonna make him waste his healing spells already. <laughs> I see it in Stanley's eyes. It's like, um, no. Mm-hmm. It's what the DM wants. <laughs> Pat him on the head. There, 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 there. <laughs> uh, no, I will cast Cure Wounds at level one on Buck Buck. Okay, how many hit points? Uh, that's nine hit points. Okay, Jeez, so that was as good as my level two one earlier. So, I mean, the hit point business, like, he did get a long rest, so he's recovered his hit points in full. But, you know, it helps the energies help him mend and feel better. So it sort of produces this relaxing felt, and he goes, <laughs> fresh. And he looks, he looks like his body's mending. It fills him with energy. Does this restore, does this mend bone, or is that a higher level spell? And I, I just don't want to give cure wounds more effects it than it's supposed to. So and I'm not good on healing spells in terms of my knowledge. Having read through a good deal of healing spells, they don't really specify bone ever. They talk about whether it reforms limbs and things like that, but it never really right. gets into bones. So I would assume that with it curing hit points, it might. But yeah, that's always a rough not... thing because hit points is an abstract representation, right, of your Health. state of well-being. Yeah. But you could be at full hit points and be bubbles and not have your leg grow back, right? And so right. that is a broken bone. But it does yeah. it does talk about regrowing limbs. Again, limbs is a thing it talks about, but it never gets into broken bones or anything like that. So I Well when you say it talks more... about it, you mean like a high level spell, right? Yeah, higher level yeah. spells yeah. talk about whether it regenerates limbs. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, he does look a little healthier, his face becomes flush as you inspiring with healing magic he goes <laughs> he's saying bok bok hungry bok 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 eat kitty cat bok, yeah. bok. eat kitty cat and I'll, we'll walk Fresh. I'll turn around I'll go back in the car and I'll kind of one arm baby him and open the the food and kind of pile some bear meat 
kind of into my arms on top of him. Okay. okay. I was like, okay, hey, eat, eat, eat Bear Bear. And he starts eating as you hold him like a baby, and he's eating in your arm. Oh, It's adorable. Okay. Make sure he knows that I'm the one who healed him. I don't want any more weird business with dynamite. Being <laughs> uh, goblin to Bok Bok. You were very brave in there, Bok Bok. Stanley says thank you for fighting alongside him. Thank you. Bok Bok only fight alongside Varel and Stanley fight Varel. So Bok Bok fight Stanley. You must not trust per- Stanley. Not personal. No, never. But we trust Stanley. And Stanley. Uh, nah, nah, nah. You trust Stanley. I trust Stanley. Stanley, very strange, though. Stanley, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. He <laughs> 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 gets back to his food. Hey, All right, you guys. It's just important to me that he knows that the healing came from. I grabbed the fate force keys. I have those with me. Okay, excellent. You guys got all of the, your belongings. Yep. Yeah, I, I yep. piled enough meat on the back back to like get us there, but I don't want to be showy about our supplies. So. Okay. Well, um, so it's gonna take uh, based on where you park. It's gonna take couple of hours to traverse the desert and reach it we are at time we don't have a crazy cliffhanger so i think maybe we may, we could end it there unless we want to keep going but generally speaking we usually stick to time so that might be a nice spot to put a bookmark and to pick it up next week as we enter the teat proper seems like a good place uh, to yeah. enter the teat so the six of you or the seven of you all walking in a line your your outline on the desert horizon as the sun plays and then Whitney Houston blares out, We don't need another hero. <laughs> Your little jig. So we're heading in. I'm very excited about that place. I'm excited yeah. about our subtlety that will surely impress Stanley. And make sure you make no. I, I, I'm kind of hoping that Kyle makes a note of what he's supposed to say so he uses it in a completely wrong scenario. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I gave very specific rules that I felt could very easily lead to bad situations. <laughs> Excuse me, big lizard guy. Where's the bathroom? How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> no, I want to know where the bathroom is. Uh, that's awesome. Do? Yes. Do? Freaking love it. All right. Well, we will continue this adventure next week as we enter the city and find out whether or not that rat freaking cat is going to is gonna turn on us because I just have a feeling. I don't know why. just have a feeling. So that's just me. That's Scott out of campaign saying he's got a feeling. I'm not sure how Nash feels about it, but I have a feeling. Anyway, we'll do that next week. Among other great things, uh, surely, encounters we have yet to even know about. Uh, So come back for that. A quick reminder to go to therewillbedungeons.com. And if you're thinking, man, I'd sure like to have that print of, uh, of Nash in dragon form that I drew. Uh, I'd like to have that on my wall. You can get signed and digitally signed versions of that right now at therewillbedungeons.com slash store. If you go there, it's the very first one. Click it. Boom, you're in. It's actually on sale right now. A couple bucks off what it would normally be. Uh, So it's up there now. If you are interested in such things, that's the Nash in Dragon Form print at therewillbedungeons.com slash store.
I think that's everything. That's everything. Is that everything? I think that's everything. I can't think of anything else. Uh, again, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> if you want to contact us, uh, the best way to do it is head on over to therewillbedungeons.com's way to contact us. Get the archives. It's all on YouTube. You can get the podcast. Get it any way you want. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Stanley, for Hope, for uh, Varel, and for our DM, Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. We did it. You should try space food sticks. Yep, you should. You totally should. (laughs) (laughs) You absolutely should do that. Oh my gosh, you guys, this was so fun. I'm so glad it was back with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was a good one. John, I take your.